Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the show. Uh, today's guest, we have on the owner of Urban Wellness, Katya Defani. Uh, Katya's got a bachelor's in herbal science and has been using that degree to uh, help the Kirkland area stay healthy for 10 plus years now. Uh, she has just got an amazing, immense knowledge on herbs and supplements and uh, is has that willingness to share it with us. So uh, really enjoying this conversation. And I always go to Katya for my, uh, my supplement needs. And uh, so she's just immense amount of knowledge. So really excited to chat with her. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. We'll see you on the other side. All right. Welcome back to Journey of the Modern Yogi. Uh, today, my guest is Katya Defani. That's pronounced your mm-hmm. last name right? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I was making sure. Yeah. I know. I've uh, I've had some guests on before that I'm like, okay, I should have asked how you pronounce your name before <laughs> I get you on here. Okay. Good note to self. Didn't, but took a shot in the dark and it worked. It worked. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katya, for being on. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. Katya is, among many things, uh, the owner of Urban Wellness down in uh, downtown Kirkland. And Urban Wellness is a supplement store, also um, just, I mean, just like a medicine shop, more or less. I mean, it's like an apothecary. (laughs) It's my one-stop shop for just getting all the vitamins and stuff that I need in life and making me feel like a human being. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, love your store. And uh, through shopping at your store, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've come out to some of the events that we've had here at our house with uh, with our sound baths. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and just, you know, so it's, it's really nice to get to know you outside of the store and Absolutely. outside of this retail, uh, you know, uh, merchant place that you have mm-hmm. that just serves the community beautifully. Thank you. So God, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Appreciate you agreeing to be on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love both you and Monica. You've uh, always been lights when you've arrived in my shop. So uh, thank it's you so been much. really my pleasure to get to know you guys better. Yeah. yeah. And you've, uh, I mean, you've done so much for me personally with, uh, with my help and my, my vitamins mm-hmm. and my supplements. Um, I remember going into your store and buying generic supplements, which, you know, is, it is what it is, you know, multivitamins and things like that. But then actually starting a conversation with you and be like, hey, this is this is what I'm looking mm-hmm. to do. This is my what I'm trying to accomplish as a human mm-hmm. being. I want I've uh, and I've talked about this on either, either this show or other podcasts about my uh, uh, degradation of my mentality through my youth, mm-hmm. uh, whether through uh, recreational activities or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now, now that I'm a little clear minded in my adult years, um, how do I help to get that cognitive, uh, reasoning and response back? Mm-hmm. And so you have been just a blessing to me because not only are you giving me the things that really help, but you're taking the time to explain it to me. Awesome. And that's, you know, the, the, the why is so much better for me than just the, the take this and shut mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. you know, trust me, it'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, what what uh, so where did your path start? I mean, you've yeah. uh, clearly you've been doing this for a while. You're mm-hmm. so learned in what you do. So mm-hmm. where where did you start with all this? Well, it's interesting. I get asked that question a lot, yeah. and I kind of I go back to my childhood, honestly, because Ooh. I was fortunate enough to grow up on a ranch in Montana. Oh, beautiful! What and uh, northwest Montana, oh, north right. of Missoula, big skies, Flathead Lake. Yes, awesome. definitely. Yeah. Grew up kind of in prairie land, okay. but with mountain ranges in view. and Beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, like growing up on a ranch doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be like super nature connected. But mm. fortunately, my mother is very much uh, an earth being. Yeah. She would have loved to be a pioneer woman. That's kind of how she <laughs> started out. So like we literally, my mom had a huge vegetable garden All right. and a milk cow and we, you know, we raised cattle. Uh, we had sheep, goats, llamas, like chickens, horses, you know, it was like wow. just a paradise to grow up in really yeah. as a kid, you know, um, wide open spaces. But 
my mom also brought this element of real reverence for the land and the mm. earth. And both my parents are really committed to like sustainably managing the land. Okay. Um, which is not common anymore, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So um, my worldview was very much like, you know, hiking, camping, being a part of nature, really intimately connected to it and seeing the cycles of mm. life and life and death yeah, you know, totally. and birth, literally. The naturality mm -hmm. of it, totally. Yeah, with all these animals. And, um, and then my mom was really interested in Native American culture and spirituality. Mm. Okay. And our ranch happened to, happens, happened no longer in our family, but okay. the ranch is obviously still there, um, is on the Native American reservation, the Salish and Kootenai tribes. Oh, beautiful. Flathead. Okay. So my mom was um, really intrigued by their spirituality, which is so earth connected, right? Yeah. So we would go out harvesting like roots. Um, the camas roots were big in the spring. Okay. I remember going out as a kid with groups of people to do that, elders in that community. Wow. And then also just like my mom would, you know, learned, she was just gathering knowledge. So we'd go out and harvest other things on our land and right. dry them and use them. And so my mom also started this huge herbal garden. Okay. So she had this giant vegetable garden and then next to it became this huge herb garden. Nice. And so I always had this connection to using plants from the earth for my own healing. Okay. Um, you know, my mom, like if we had trouble sleeping, would make us a tea or a stomach upset or yeah. things. So it was just like part of my my normal way of seeing things. She also was like very whole food based. So, you know, I was just I was just telling someone this story the other day because it's kind of funny. But like, how many people would come over and be like, "Why is your rice brown?" Oh right, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, totally. um, like yeah. what is that? Is that bread? You know, uh -huh. my mom would make it from scratch, and it was like brown and seedy and delicious. You know. Yep, but doesn't um, come in a plastic wrap and exactly pre cut. And, and I'd all that be stuff. like fascinated by the bread that would roll up into a little ball. You know, and like I like, know what is this? Stuff? Yes, you know? <laughs> like it goes from this big size to this little ball. I'm like exactly, hey, there's something wrong. Here. I know the cheese that came in the yeah. plastic. You know, <laughs> ours was white. I was like, why is yours orange? Yeah. What's, <laughs> mm, that's not natural. <laughs> I mean, I want it to be like everybody else, like every kid does in some way. So I'd be like, why don't we ever have sugar? How come we don't have cereal? How come right, we don't right. have a TV? You know, yeah. things like that. But I'm really grateful. Now you appreciate it. <laughs> totally, yeah, most definitely. Oh totally, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And then in my teenage years, I was having a lot of health issues, like a lot of fatigue, okay. a lot of digestive stuff. Mm -hmm. And my mom had similar issues. So she took us both to a naturopath in Sedona, Arizona, actually. Oh, that's beautiful. a long story about why we ended up in Sedona. But um, that's when I really, so he put us on this really strict diet. Mm -hmm. So at 16, I was like basically not eating any sugar, any fruit even oh, wow. for like a year. Because it was basically a candida cleanse okay. um, and yeah. parasite cleanse. For a year. For a year. Wow. We did it for a year and a half. We started gradually entering things in, you know, okay. a year in. But um, yeah, super clean, mostly like alkaline, tons of vegetables, wow. like very few uh, grains, some meat, mm -hmm. not much. I felt the best I'd ever felt after like three months. I mean, okay. I went through the sugar craving detox. I went through like... That's strong. You know? Yeah. Um, but what it taught me at a really young age is like not only how food can heal mm -hmm. and how it can support health... But also he was giving us all sorts of herbs and supplements. I wish I knew now yeah. <laughs> what they were because I didn't, you know, at the time pay much attention, right? Yeah. But I, I really saw that link. And from then on, I was much more um, aware of my health and healing, even when I left um, right. my family home and my mom wasn't cooking for me anymore. Yeah. I like really learned like what works for me and mm -hmm. what doesn't and how do you balance health and also this balance between the Western medical model, which I sometimes utilize. Right. Um, and the more holistic, natural approach. Right. So 
I didn't realize you could be a professional herbalist. Okay. Um, that was something I thought you just like dabbled at, like a home herbalist. That's what my mom did, right? Like she learned enough about herbal medicine to be able to help her family and community, which is definitely a way of herbalism. It's totally. like a community herbalist. Yeah. You know enough about what's around you. And a lot of people tell stories of their grandparents, especially if they're coming from Eastern Europe or Russia or somewhere where that tradition's still strong. Right, yeah. Um, so it's like handed down mm-hmm. through the generations, right? So I had that understanding and I was always looking up stuff for people, you know, in my books, my herb books and treating myself, of course, like, yeah. you know, when things came up. And then uh, interestingly, so I studied at Southern Oregon University in, in Ashland. That's okay. where I went to school. Beautiful. And I got my degree in cultural anthropology. And my mentor at the time, she was like my spiritual and life mentor mm-hmm. um, since I was 16. She recommended I do it at an herbal clinic there. Um, she must have had a premonition. I don't yeah. know. So I did my like my study there of basically of why. So this particular herbal clinic um, was uh, the owner and founder was a nutritionist and herbalist okay. who mostly worked with cancer patients. Oh wow! And they'd fly in from all over the world. He really wrote a really amazing book, Herbal Medicine Healing and Cancer. Okay. And so I interviewed a lot of his patients hmm. um, about why they were choosing a natural approach, right? They're dealing with this potentially life-threatening situation. And all of them that I spoke to were doing both. They were doing the conventional cancer treatment route while supporting their overall well-being and health and vitality through mushrooms, through herbs, through nutrition and changing their diet. And Was that a choice for them to to, to have that that dichotomy between Eastern and Western? It was 100% their choice. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. They were were seeking him out because they had this inherent belief that like you would also want to support and strengthen your own body's resilience, right? So that's what I was finding out. Like, why did you choose this Mm -hmm. route? So it was really um, interesting to me to just hear their stories, you know, of like how they felt their quality of life was so much better but they were spending, you know, $1,000 a month out of pocket for right. like these treatments and things. And yeah. so they were like very dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I was like working in this, interning in this clinic that had multiple professional herbalists. Okay. So I was like, oh, like this is a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and I still was like, is this what I want to do? And kind of went, you know, on to other things. But then at some point I was like, you know, I, I love health and healing. I mm. love talking to people about this right. and it's worked so well for me. I was like, how, which, which angle do I want to take? So I decided to step, study herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up at Bastyr University oh, here locally, awesome, Love which Bastyr. is what brought me to the Seattle area. Very yeah. cool. So I did the herbal science program, okay. which is a bachelor's of science. There was no master's degree at the time right. in herbal medicine um, that was accredited. There's a lot of different programs out there, but this one felt like I'd have like a strong foundation Mm -hmm. and, you know, I decided to stay here after, which Bastyr has a lot of credibility here. I mean, it does nationally, but it definitely has like credibility here, which as an herbalist, you kind of need something to say, this is what my foundation is because there really is no, there's no national recognition of herbal medicine or certification or anything like that. So it's basically your education uh, background that you can say, I know enough that I'm not just making this up or just read it in a book like you can, you know, (laughs) that I have some background behind it. So I was really appreciative of my my time there. I am. And um, continuing my studies afterwards, what I've learned is it's a lifelong it's a lifelong learning. Really. I would, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, medicine is very deep and complex yeah. and there's so many traditions of it, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm barely scratching the surface with it. And a lot of my knowledge came from you originally. Yeah. But, you know, just to kind of piggyback onto that, just vastness of the knowledge, right? I've been, uh, I've been working with mantras lately Mm. and uh, different types of chants and different from different lineages, from Hindu to Zen to East, West, whatever it is. And, uh, and I've come across some, uh, some mantras that, um, theoretically were spoken back when um when uh, ayurvedic medicine was more regularly practiced um in in uh, india and these uh the idea was that the people that were harvesting these herbs and processing them would chant these mm-hmm. mantras while they were doing mm-hmm. this to help activate the the, the you mm-hmm. know the chemical compounds mm-hmm. in them and uh, and now that everything's just processed through machines for the most part mm-hmm. we'll get to years later mm-hmm. which is awesome uh for the most part you know things are processed by machines we don't have that human touch and that human like vibration going through them anymore and so for me personally uh the 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 mantra that i learned was a chamunde durga mantra and it's om aim hrim klim chamundayaviche and it's an overall protective mantra but it was also rumored that uh back in uh, back in the day whatever the day is that we quote unquote talk about all the time uh the uh the people that harvested the, the herbs would chant that mantra and it would help activate in an ayurvedic way the the power of those herbs and the medicines mm-hmm. and make them that much stronger mm-hmm. and so you know it's you know a lot of it may be the placebo effect, which the placebo effect we know works a lot better yeah. than the actual effect of a lot of things a lot yeah. of times. So, you know, if it works. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, to me, that speaks about um, the relationship we have with yeah. plants, right? Mm. And I think, truthfully, we're in relationship with everything. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Ourselves and everything outside of ourselves, yeah. quote unquote. Yes. we're in relationship with. So for me, like, like that's why I was so drawn to herbal medicine mm-hmm. is because I have a deep relationship with the earth. Yeah. I have a lot of reverence for the earth. I really um, give a lot of gratitude and feel so much what the earth gives me Yeah, just from being in nature alone. But everything that we consume and everything we take in, you know, right. is earth energy and it's nourishing the cells of our body. And we're part of nature. We're not separate from it. I exactly. think part of what's happening right now is that so many people have gotten so far from that knowledge and understanding that yeah. we're part of nature and we actually are harming ourselves by harming her right. and harming the earth and and the unconsciousness around it. So what you're speaking to, the mantra, is consciousness. It's, it's, right. it's literally acknowledging that there's an energetic exchange that's happening and right. that the plants also are energy, right? Yeah. So like when we take that consciousness out of it, we lose something. Mm-hmm. And for me, like that, that was what drew me to herbal medicine is like, I still, and you know, there's so much we're learning, um, about different compounds and different like lab created things and they all have their value. But when it always comes back to me is like, but when you taste a plant, you smell a plant, you pick it from your garden or out in nature, you, you remember that connection. And to me, that's like such an important part of it. Right. And why I actually um, love working with the raw plants too. Yeah. And actually encouraging people to be okay with the taste of some of them when they're like, oh, can I just take it in a capsule or something where I can just bypass that? Which, you know, it has its value. They definitely have compounds, biochemical compounds that do act in the body. But there is a relationship that I think if we call upon that Mm -hmm. and have consciousness around it can actually benefit us even more. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a beautiful statement because... It's almost like the the difference between synthetic, like, okay, so we know holy basil. Uh, it's a great, great mm-hmm. herb. It helps to uh, remove plaque from your uh, damaged brain cells, mm-hmm. improve cognitive response and all this stuff, right? <clears throat> so, but 
holy basil can't really patent it right because mm-hmm. it's an herb we make outside so you know we take the synthetic compound of holy basil you know create that as a chemical and then put that into some kind of pill mm-hmm. right so in theory we're doing the same thing because it's the same stuff but mm-hmm. to your point we've removed part of the human factor to it and in doing that we remove the symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. that we have with that mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like in the 80s and 90s when we were uh, developing uh, weight machines mm. everything was pulleys and levers and hydraulics and all these cables and all this shit when now we know that if you just put a handle on the end of a cannonball for a kettlebell that is the best thing you can do for your body mm-hmm. right now right we've we've learned all this stuff right mm-hmm. and so it's you know it's it's kind of like trying not to be upset with the past us Mm -hmm. for doing Mm -hmm. the things that we've done because we kind of have to bastardize things to understand how beautiful they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now it's just like that. Okay. Now we're realizing, okay, who else realizes it? Come on over here. We're realize how beautiful it is. You know, this is the, this is the world we live in. This is the relationships we create, the community that we have, the conversations that we have, Mm -hmm. you know, all that goes into the health that we keep as human beings Mm -hmm. and as a universe, because like you said, it's not just us, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, if you look at the self, there's like the small self, which mm-hmm. is like cap- you know, lowercase s, is, is me is just me, mm-hmm. you know, egocentrical self. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about the big self with the capital S, that's everything, mm-hmm. right? Not just everybody, everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, oh gosh, if, if we can start to get to that understanding that everything that we do affects something in some kind of way mm-hmm. and live in that kind of consciousness mm-hmm. and that conscious awareness. Absolutely. Um, it's, it kind of talks about that 1% that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier before we, we had a conversation before we came up here about the, the 1%, you mm-hmm. know, and that's it, it, you know, it's at that 1% of people. It's like, Hey, they I know it's just, I know it's a, a little bit of yeah. us, but come on over. It's, it's yeah. cool. And let's play on this side, right. you know, everything. And then it reverberates out into the collective. Oh, most field. definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that. I think it really is like honoring our, our multidimensionality mm. And the plants or other life, you know, on this planet have a multidimensional aspect to them too. Right. You spoke about holy basil in Hinduism. Mm-hmm. It's a sacred plant. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of that. They like grow it on their altars. Holy oh, basil I did. Yeah, I think you tend it, yeah. and it's supposed to open the crown chakra mm. to like higher wisdom. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it has that energetic property if you call upon that and you utilize it with intention that way. And obviously it has all these healing benefits for the physical body yeah. as well. So, and depending on how you take it, you know, clip a few leaves and make a tea or you make an extract from it or like how concentrated is it? And right. How are you relating to it? Yeah. Can God. shift how it affects you. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a concept. Uh, I think it's an African concept, uh, a proverb. Uh, it's called Ubuntu. Mm. Uh, Ubuntu. Sorry. And it's uh, the, basically the idea is I am because we are mm. right. And it's, it's just, it's that deep seated awareness that like nothing can exist without anything else. Right. Um, for, you know, for us to exist, we need trees. Right. Mm-hmm. And the trees, they, they, you know, recycle mm-hmm. carbon dioxide, make oxygen for us, but they're also, the home for billions of different uh, you know, animals, bacteria, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They 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 uh, they stabilize the ground soil so that things can grow. They mm-hmm. shade other things so other things can grow, right? Absolutely. And then you think about like electromagnetism, right? Mm-hmm. If we didn't have electromagnetism, none of our cells would be held together by anything at all. Like with gravity, right? All these things that like we just take for granted, yeah. air, water, yeah. all these things. It's like they're there. And if we didn't have those, we wouldn't be here. Nothing mm-hmm. would be here. Mm-hmm. So if we find ways to um i love the idea of what somebody told me one time instead of like okay what do i need to do to this ground so that it can give me the most let's say vegetables that i'm going to plant okay that's one way to think Mm -hmm. about it or it can be like hey 
how can I make this ground the happiest it can so that it can thrive in the best way possible? And then by thriving, it'll also grow these beautiful plants that will help me nourish and help help me sustain energies. And then I can take care of my family and my family can continue to grow and learn and become better human beings and part of this world and all this stuff. And it's like when you can see those dotted lines, the answers almost become a little bit easier, even though they're harder because they're not cultural norms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that comes like this regenerative agriculture concept that more and more people are working with is that example you just gave. It's like, how do we optimize the health of the the soil and Mm -hmm. the, and the earth that this abundance comes from, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of all the other life forms that rely on it. Yeah. Including the fungi and the bacteria and the microbiome of the planet Mm -hmm. itself, right? Like that supports our own microbiome. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. 1%. 1%. Yeah. It's fun, it's fun over here. It's all we need. 1% yeah. pool, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. So why don't uh, actually, would, would you mind sharing the uh, the 1% concept we talked about yeah. downstairs? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to probably not use the right terminology or oh, anything. Oh, we're paraphrasing. But I, I took good. away the, you know, message from it. But <laughs> basically that in quantum physics, um, it, we are all part of this field, mm-hmm. right? This field of energy. I mean, they pretty much have shown that we're all connected and that something moves over here and it can move you know, miles and miles away like over Quantum there. entanglement, exactly. something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so the idea is what they found in quantum physics is if 1% change their shape or organizational mm. structure within a certain field, the rest will follow suit. Right. So they basically change their structure in response. Mm-hmm. So in a, from a consciousness perspective, that correlates if um, you think of the quantum physics and we're part of that field, right? right. Mm-hmm. That if 1% of us on this planet right now, the human population, um, shifts their consciousness, mm-hmm. that it'll hold that space and actually the energy will ripple through the field to elevate everyone else. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, and I, like, it made me so, it gave me so much hope, mm-hmm. I would say. That's what I was sharing with you earlier because it's like, you know, I know we're going through a big transformation yeah. where however you want to look at it, we're at a tipping point. Mm-hmm. We're at a point where, you know, the, the ecosystem will collapse if we continue the way we're going. I mean, yeah. there's all these predictions, but from a spiritual perspective, I do believe we're, we're elevating right. in consciousness out of this way of like us versus them, the third dimensional reality, right? Polarization, Definitely. um, that we always have to struggle to survive and Mm -hmm. that we take and you know from the earth as much as we can and that you know like people there's some that benefit and some that don't like just that idea right i believe we're shifting out of that yeah and i know that in my being right but i look around and i'm like oh my god you know there's eight billion people on this (laughs) planet and like ah how many have to be awake on some level or Uh, conscious to actually make a meaningful change it's hard to see it right now for me Hard to see how we're going to do that. But that message really like helped me because it was like, okay, maybe that hundredth monkey, a lot of people Mm -hmm. use that too when I bring up the 1%. It's this idea that if enough people and that critical mass and that's 1% according to quantum physics Mm -hmm. shift. Which is not a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 1%. I know comparatively to like, I'd heard things like 51%, which is basically democracy, right? Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah, we got to get the sway of the masses. I don't know if we're going to get to 51%. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how long that's going to take. Does the earth really, could she have enough capacity to hold space for us for that long? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 1%. We can do 1%. I can do 1%. I can like, my like sphere of influence and ripple effect and yours and mm-hmm. all of us who are, you know, 
on this journey and I think and that yeah, sharing that energy, I believe we can do 1%. Definitely. And I'm sure it will be more than 1% that actually shift or at least, you know, but it feels like to have something to aim for that feels mm-hmm. doable. Yeah. And that's, that, so that, that's that, that, that start, you know, that mm-hmm. 1%. Let's come on over here and play in this field and mm-hmm. let's, let's get more people over here, yeah. you know? And, you know, I love it because, you know, we, we talk about quantum physics a lot on this micro level because it's microscopic. Mm-hmm. It's things we can't really see. And, but, you know, when we, when we tend to like bring this into a macro level, into a bigger level, we, we tend to forget you know, like, oh, that just happens on a small level. Mm-hmm. When you pay attention to the results of things, things get swayed. That just happens on a small level. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen on a macro level. It's like, no, that's happening all around mm-hmm. us all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's broaden our vision scope, mm-hmm. see that the little things are happening probably on a very big scale, right? Absolutely. And with that awareness and that knowing, knowing with a G, that's what you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, that intrinsic knowing. Mm-hmm. There's a new term I just learned recently. It's a knowing with a G, mm-hmm. G-N-O-W-I-N-G. Oh. And, uh, and that's that intrinsic. You can't explain it. You have no idea why you know it, mm-hmm. but you know it mm-hmm. and you know it, right? Right. And I love that because there is those intrinsic knowings, especially the more, uh, the more I've personally walked my spiritual mm-hmm. path. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've had these moments, these visions, these meditations, these, you know, experiences that have led me to just feel really good about the knowledge that I have mm-hmm. about the, the not knowing where it came from or why I know it but I know it mm-hmm. and I feel it, you mm-hmm. know, and there's even things I was talking to Monica yesterday. There's things that are floating around now in my head that I can't put words to mm-hmm. like there's concepts and things like I was in a yin class yesterday and, uh, and, uh, I was like deep into my first pose and I was consciously having this conversation with something inside my head and it was words I could understand, but concepts I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it was very strange for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, okay, wait, this has happened before try as hard as you can to pay attention to what's going on, right? Try your hardest, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I'm part of the conversation in my head, I'm like, okay, pay attention, take notes. And so I'm I'm in there and I'm like, okay, paying attention, paying attention. And then I hear a knock on the window. I was right by a window in the studio and a guest had come in late. And so she totally pulled me out of my little, Uh, this place where I was, where I'm like, remember, remember. (laughs) Uh, but I think just the fact that like, record, I, I did you record that? I, I need to, I know I need <laughs> no, to like, like those in internal recordings. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Like Google working I on that pause shit. And come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, it, it is, you know, and I was, I was annoyed for a moment because I was pulled out of a place I wanted to be. But at the same time I was like, okay, no, you were, you were pulled out for a reason probably. So you could continue to think about why you can't understand what they were talking about, mm-hmm. right? There is knowledge in there that you're not understanding, mm-hmm. figure out why, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's that, you know, kind of get out of the way of your own mentality mm-hmm. and just trust that you're knowing with the G mm-hmm. knows what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, one, I think uh, one more point with your, uh, with the 1%, um, there's a guy named uh, Vinay Gupta that mm-hmm. I listened to uh, a couple years ago. I heard him on a podcast, and he had this interesting theory about. Um, it's kind of similar to the one percent. He didn't call it the one percent, but it's very similar to. And he was talking about how, as a humanity, we're slowly starting to shift into a more uh, conscious understanding mm-hmm. of the world and the universe. And it's it's not a shift that can happen just overnight, right? We can't just take all eight billion people and shift them over to this consciousness because humanity has been built in this specific way for a long time. And so we can't just blow it up and rebuild it, right? We can, but it's going to, that, that might take a little bit longer. It might be more worse. Traumatic. For, exactly. Right. <laughs> and so we have this, this, 
small bits of awakening mm-hmm. and these people that just have this and, and not like awakening like you become a buddha or jesus or whatever you want to call it right but you have this awakening in life that that gives you more understanding of how you feel that life should be lived in a more open kind of way and and while that happens you know like okay these small groups of people start coming over from let's say you know over you know and not p- talking political sides but let's just say from the left to the right right mm-hmm. so we have these people that are just hanging out in this group like unconscious awareness on the left side and on the right side is where there's the consciousness Mm -hmm. and slowly and surely all these people are starting to come over slowly. And as they start to come over into this conscious side, the systems and the standards start to change. Mm -hmm. Like we start redefining what success is and Mm -hmm. we start redefining what uh, human rights are. Mm -hmm. And we start, you know, in understanding what world and human and and universal and all these rights are, not just human rights. And through that slow shift, the systems and the processes and the governments and all the Mm -hmm. politicals change as well as they slowly shift to this new conscious Mm -hmm. level. And so, you know, that, that gave me kind of hope too. Mm -hmm. And so for you to say, you know, you put that 1% title on it. Mm -hmm. I love that it has Mm -hmm. you know a name for it because for him, it was just in the way he explained it was just kind of like arbitrary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love that they've shown that in quantum physics and that, you know, that can like infiltrate into our understanding of, of energy, but also just how, change happens right and how that works I mean what you were describing I was thinking how the structures in play right now Mm -hmm. that have been the way they've been for a long time it's like they don't like to change right Right. we don't like to like our brains don't necessarily like to change even in my own experience there's times when I I have a new understanding or I have a epiphany or I have this like breakthrough moment but my brain's like but this is the way we've always done things right (laughs) we're already set up for this where i'm comfortable you know (laughs) and i mean our brains like to compartmentalize totally definitely like oh this is you know and then but but and you can almost like train your brain to think differently about things by you know like catching yourself in the moment or bringing consciousness like you were talking about even when your conversation you're having with your brain (laughs) of just bringing in awareness to be like oh i don't understand yet but i'm going to pay attention and i'll I'll learn Mm -hmm. or i'll something will come forward that tells me what this whole thing was about and something's about to like shift right like some new information is coming in or whatever that felt like to you but that's what it sounds like to me yeah um so like even being able to catch yourself in those moments or everything is part of how we like retrain our brain to be like oh okay we can like open up to a new possible way of doing things right and on this planet that's happening on like a big collective level right Mm -hmm. it's like you just keep doing the same things and keep doing the same things until it's like clearly not working anymore or things break down enough to be like oh there is this other way there is another possibility and i just feel like that's so important because you know like not only do i in see more and more people coming in with like stress and anxiety and mental health issues but we know like on a statistical level like mental health issues are on the rise Mm -hmm. um during this covid time a lot of people are choosing to leave the planet um, intentionally, you know, yeah. a lot of suicides and things like that. And it's like, you know, obviously there's in the health, just physical health oh, man. is abysmal, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, especially in the U S but worldwide, I mean, just the rates of like chronic disease and cancer, mm-hmm. like one in three now or one in two, I mean, it's like off it's, the charts. Yeah. Right. And so you're like, the, clearly we're sick as a culture, right? right? Like we're not thriving. If this was happening in the body, you'd be like, what do I need to do? Right. Like this is not sustainable, yeah. not for vitality, not for well-being. If that's your goal, right? Is mm-hmm. to like live as optimally as you can, um, which has always been my goal. Yeah. Like part of what I loved, uh, what attracted me to herbal medicine was this concept of not just like always managing symptoms or, 
healing from something. It was actually like, how do you actually live more vitally? And, and like, how do we have our bodies be as optimally healthy as possible right. so that we can really get the most out of life? Yeah. Right? So instead of like starting from a base level of like, say, negative five, and then trying to get your exactly. supplements to get you up to zero, you start at zero exactly. and then you grow and from there. And how do we actually get yeah. even better? Right. Exactly. Is this as healthy as I can be or can I even be healthier? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Ideally, that's how we'd be with our ecosystem too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we're supposed to not like, you know, cut down trees or, right. you know, utilize the earth's resources that they are. It's just how do we relate to them? Right. Instead of this idea of like, oh, we can just take and take and take or cut down and cut down and dump stuff into the ocean. Right. With this idea, it's endless, yeah. right? When it clearly isn't. It's we're hitting the, en the end yeah. of that. Um, yep. <laughs> that even that concept doesn't. But it's like, how do we actually like work in relationship with the earth? How do we steward the earth? How do we use these resources with consciousness and right. actually like, can we thrive on this planet? Yeah. Like, can the planet and us thrive? Can we right? work and together? And other life forms. Definitely. So I don't, I don't see them as separate. Yeah. It's like really a lot of the same. Mm -hmm. When you learn to really care for yourself and and optimize your own health, I, don't, I feel like it's just natural to then, it's integrated with everything else, right? I, I, I agree 100%. And I think that, you know, once we... You know, we're slowly getting to mm -hmm. understanding that we're not machines. Mm -hmm. We can't just, like you said, we can't just treat our symptoms. We have things that are going wrong for a reason, and we find that original reason, and then we can cure the reason and not just the symptoms. Right. So when we can stop looking at our bodies as machines, then we'll stop looking at the world as just this thing that's giving us things that we'll just replenish mm -hmm. later, right? Because mm -hmm. that's part of the machine, right? Mm -hmm. There's this, like, that's the, the, the warehouse for the machine is mm -hmm. the world that's, that's fixing us whenever we go broken. Right. You know, that's, that's just so disenchanted and dis, dis, you know, franchise from where we need to be. Mm -hmm. But that 1%, and again, like it, it, that's that slow trickle, mm -hmm. you know, that trickle of, okay, I understand that I am basically, I mean, we're, I mean, for lack of better terms, we're shitty gods, mm -hmm. right? Human beings are just shitty gods. Like we have all these abilities to create, to destroy, mm -hmm. to manifest, to do all these things. Like we are aware of our own evolution. What other being on this planet is aware of their own evolution and also now to the ability they can inter interact with the evolutionary right. process, right. right? For the lack of a better term, again, we're just shitty fucking gods, right? We have the power to create, destroy. Mm -hmm. We just wield it like swords yeah. and we don't actually understand how it works. Exactly. Right? And so like having that that understanding of like my body, my temple, mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a being with me that's symbiotic with the rest of this planet mm -hmm. and the rest of this universe, then everything else kind of falls into place. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's getting that, that big shift in that mentality mm -hmm. first of like, hey, <laughs> yeah, let's let's look at something other than let's look at the big self, not the mm -hmm. little self. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's interesting you use the word machine because I was thinking originally, like even if people actually treated their body like a machine, it'd be better than what it is now. Because I will say to people like, would you, you know, skip multiple oil changes for your car? Would you give it bad fuel? Right. Um, you know, dirty fuel that's going to cause it to break down. I mean, the way most people feed themselves, mm -hmm. just just looking at that, yeah, is not about health, yeah, at all. That is that is very. It's not understanding what your body needs to even function. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's almost in, just serving a. It's not even serving a purpose. It's, it's just like, like, taste, like checking a box. It's addiction. It's sugar. It's like processed stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like chemical agriculture. It's animal. Well, I mean, like horrible treatment of animals that you're right. consuming there. And I mean, it's just like, but even just from a protein, carbohydrate, you know, uh, flavonoid rich, like even if you think of like what these plants give us on a very basic, like physical level, totally. we're even failing abysmally. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I would, yeah, just, you know, think of like, how can I feed this machine if you want to look at it? That would be better than what we're doing right that's, now. That's a really it's good point. Crazy. That is a really good point. But then there's so much more to it than that, right? right? Yeah. But like, I mean, you wouldn't put like dirty water. I mean, it's just like, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. And, and working in, uh, you know, in businesses that have a lot of machines, there's preventative maintenance schedules. Exactly. There's all this stuff that like you regularly do that. You know what to do and not to do. Totally. To keep it running optimally yeah. for as long as possible, or at least running for as long as yeah. possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, our bodies are, are forgiving in the sense that obviously a lot of people can get away with treating them really poorly right? Yeah. for a long time. Yep. And then the problems start, right? Yep. Um, so it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not fine. You yep. know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, I have cancer. But like, why do you have cancer? Right. Like, where did that come from? It doesn't come out of nowhere. Exactly. You know? And so, and that's what I find really frustrating in there's so much, there's levels to this, but with the rates of cancer rising mm -hmm. and all the machines <laughs> of generating funding for cancer research and all these things, right. they, they're not looking at why. No, not for at all. For the most part, I never hear, it's like, what are the cures? What are the treatments, right. right? Right. I'm like, okay, is no one, no one like really looking at like why they've increased so much in the last like yeah. 20 years? What is the there food are that researchers who are. Good. But yeah. it's like not very many ask that question. Yeah. It's just management. Right. Right. And at that point, like our technology's bad enough that it's then putting more toxic exposure when there's like graphs that show the rise of chemical agriculture right. and GMO foods introduced yeah. and the exact same curve. Curve with cancer, huh? The, the diabetes. Yep. yep. Totally. Yeah. And autoimmune diseases. Right. Yeah. Like all this. I mean, it's like insane. Yeah. Like, Yes, it's correlation. There is no like exact causation, but my gut tells me. <laughs> right, and and I'm you know as a as a scientific uh, community that the at least the United States mm -hmm. is, but most of the world is. When we see factors like that, like it's up to the scientific community because that's what we put our mm -hmm. faith into. Not all of us need mm -hmm. scientific backing to understand what we understand, mm -hmm. but those that do. But there's science to back this up. There is totally, most definitely, but like. Since we all know and we see the mm -hmm. correlation, then that should be studied as the causation okay, of so one or the other. Let's look deeper into this. Totally. Is it possible that like these things we're consuming that were never in our food systems before oh, are causing some of these? Yeah. Or the number of chemicals, you know, I get quite passionate about it because I find it really frustrating that like from a, you know, we're, I want to talk more about like empowering health because I think that's like a big part, like being empowered in our own health and Definitely. making our health choices is like a big passion of mine mm. that yes, we can have healers and we can have people that support us, but really the conventional medicine model has mm -hmm. taught us to hand our power over to someone else. Right. You literally go to a doctor and a lot of times, I mean, I hear the stories all the time, right? Because of the industry I'm in. But mm -hmm. a lot of times they get invalidated for anything they feel. Right. The doctor says, I know. Mm -hmm. Here's your medication. Yeah. Don't listen to your intuition. No. Listen to me that and I've only met you gonna, one time exactly. and here, here's all your answers. And I maybe spent five minutes with you tops. Yeah. Oh, no, food doesn't matter. Mm. Oh, no, that doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter that you're on five other medications. It's not, that's not that that's causing that. Yeah. You know, just invalidate it all the time, right? Right. And it's very much handing your power over to someone else mm -hmm. and giving your power away. So what I find frustrating is a human on this planet. So talking about vitality yep. and optimal health, that was always my goal. And what I've realized in my own healing journey is how much I am now mitigating the exposures mm -hmm. to chemicals in my environment to stay healthy. Oh, okay. So not, I can't just focus on vitality. I have to focus on detoxing. I have to focus on filtering my air, filtering my water, right. making sure I'm making clean food choices. 
I know how it impacts me, right? Mm -hmm. And I I find it so frustrating that all these chemicals have been released on us Mm -hmm. literally without my choice. Right, yeah. Without my consent. Not even. And our whole um, approach to it is like until they prove that they're bad enough, then maybe we'll pull them. There's no safety testing. Right. Like fluoride in all the water and all this shit that's going on. No safety testing. Totally. And if there is, it's suppressed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're literally poisoning ourselves. Like we're being poisoned. That's what it feels like because a lot of people don't know and they don't have a choice. They open up their tap and they drink what they have in front of them, but it's fluoridated, it's chlorinated. Mm -hmm. It's actually for the optimization of their pipes. Right. Not for our physical Not for well-being. Our optimization. Right. And then you have the food structure that's been put into place that is the power. It's powerful. Yeah. The, the lobby behind all those is super powerful. So yeah. even if this information starts coming out or these questions start getting asked, it gets suppressed. Yep. And so I'm just like, people are fighting this like uphill battle. Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot of times just to get healthy. And they're also having to like deal with this assault. Right. And I, you know, I definitely know how to work with that differently. I've definitely worked with the consciousness around it. I don't want to come at it as like, I'm always being like attacked by these, (laughs) but I also (laughs) feel like it's okay to be like, yeah, that's not okay. Definitely. Definitely. I didn't give permission for this. Yeah. You know, and like we give away our power to all these companies that release all these chemicals into the air. We breathe the same air. Right. Like, how did they get the authority to, like, pollute our air that we all have to breathe, right? Exactly, yeah. So now we have to, like, deal with the consequences. Right. So it's just, like, we've been taught and trained and um, basically, yeah, basically trained and educated to not to not question. Right. It's become our culture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, oh, it's it's just how it is. Exactly, oh, yeah. Just that we just accept it. it. Oh, oh, that's I just the way it to, is. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I'm, like, no. <laughs> like, what has to change is, like, to be really, like, in relationship with everything that's happening, we also have to be like able to feel empowered in ourselves, which is education, which right. is understanding what's happening, which is like taking back our power as people right. and saying, yeah, no, that's not okay. You don't get to do that. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much you lobby. I don't care how much, you know. Right. Just because there's an industry now created around <laughs> mm-hmm. cancer, cancer curing, mm-hmm. not even curing, but treatment, mm-hmm. you know, um, doesn't mean that we can't find a way to prevent cancer mm-hmm. and not exactly. just cure it, right? And that's and that, if that was the motivation, we would have done something about what's happening right definitely. now. We would have already started mitigating some of these chemical exposure and stuff because guaranteed, that's like one of the biggest links. It's yep. disrupting our genetic yep. makeup. It is, you know, and there's, you know, in a capitalistic world that we live in, we've created industry around all these things that are so horrible for us from, from the shitty processed food to military yep. To, to, to wars, all this stuff, yeah. like we've created industries around it. And for those industries to survive, there has to be famine, there has mm-hmm. to be disease, there mm-hmm. has to be war, yeah. there has to be all these things that we're trying to theoretically fight against. I'm air quoting right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see me. I see the air yeah, quotes. Right? But, uh, but, but at the same time, we're putting billions and trillions of dollars towards, mm-hmm. right? Like I read a study one time that there's a, that, uh, let's say, let's take Fijian apples, right? Mm-hmm. Fiji apples. Everybody like, love those Fiji apples, right? Uh, there's a there's a percentage. I want to say it's uh, the the book that I read was said 35 percent of all apples that that are said to be from Fiji are grown in Washington, flown to Fiji, and then stay on the plane and then they fly back. No way. Literally, oh that like that happens with food all the time. That's it's not ridiculous. actually right. And how yeah. much food? How much waste you're wasting and, and chemicals and the gas and all this the shit you have to go back and forth. The pollutants that you're putting in the air and the atmosphere just so you can label something that's Fijian. from Fiji and that charge a dollar more an apple or something. I know. Right. God damn it. Like, we're literally gutting ourselves. We're like sapuk- sapukoing ourselves. We have our own knives and we're gutting oh, no. ourselves. Oh, my God. 
but sometimes With I just can't. Industry like, that the we only have. thing I can do is just laugh. <laughs> like I'm just like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I in, laugh and then I cry, I <laughs> and then I like. Then I move through it, and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. You get the ugly cry out of the way, and then, all right, I got motivation. Let's do some totally. shit. I got to ride those waves uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I think you have to, though. You have to yeah. feel those feels. You have mm-hmm. to feel the emotion and the, 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 yeah. the, the horror. And, like, Monica, she's a vegan, and as uh, I, I get it as much as I can, but I don't get it because I would say at least 50%, if not probably 60% of the time, we go out to eat her food gets what she calls roofied with some kind of animal product mm. because, you know, and, and because they don't realize it. Oh, it's just chicken stock. Chicken stock's meat and meat can't be in this right. person's body, right? Oh, it's just it's just cheese. Yeah, but that's a choice she's made not to eat that cheese, right? So like, yeah, ah, it's just, it's so frustrating yeah. that you have to get upset and you yeah. have to, because you have to make a stand. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times people don't listen until you yell and that's unfortunate, but... You know, we have to be that person that that kicks and screams and yells and and to 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 fight mm-hmm. for the reality that we choose to live in because mm-hmm. it is our reality that exactly. we choose to live in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and to be you know spiritual and to like have consciousness doesn't mean to be passive. Totally. Right. Yeah. Like there's there's an element that I I do think maybe we're transcending out of of like this idea of having to like be this like march on the street activist and yet there's times when that clearly is the only thing that makes anything happen right right Mm -hmm. like you actually have to say like no no and look at how how many people stand with me on this no right like we're collectively saying this isn't okay yeah so um yeah there's this kind of like empowered place of like yeah actually this isn't gonna work yeah if we want what the world that we say we want. Yeah. And I truly do believe most people want to live in a world that's more peaceful mm-hmm. and supports their health and well-being. If they really broke it down right. um, and really understood what was happening to, to suppress that or to yeah. keep them at a lower level of vitality. Or, yeah. Well, I think, you know, actually, now that we're talking about it, maybe that's why the 1% is so strong, right? Because it's, it's something you have to realize about yourself, it's not something you can be told, no. right? It's something you have to really intrinsically know, right? And so when you do know, that knowing with the G is so strong, yeah, you right? You can't unknow it. Once yeah, you know right. It. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like when you when you when you find a little bit of a awakening in life, you know, you scratch the foil away of, of life, and you see that little bit of sh- light coming through. You can't just put stuff back on that. Mm-hmm. That light's coming through, mm-hmm. you know. So that 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 journey that the one percent has to take to tear away the cultural norms and to be something different and to be a loud person when they're quiet or mm-hmm. to be a quiet person when they want to be loud, mm-hmm. right? But to know that consciousness of their decisions and their actions, maybe that's why that 1% is so strong and has so much pull because 1% of awakened understanding of consciousness is stronger than the, what, 7.9 billion people that are, mm-hmm. that are left? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fuck, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that idea. That's true. I love that too. Yeah. The amount of energy you're able to like totally. hold in your being. Is, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's why those, those sangas and those satsuns are, you know, those communities that we create are so important now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been an introvert my entire, well, I've, I've claimed to be an introvert my entire <laughs> life. And, uh, and I think I hid behind the fact that I have very extro- extroverted jobs and I worked in restaurant industry for a long time and you know, it's out there I mean, I'm always talking to people and, and, you know, kissing babies, shaking hands, coloring pictures, all this shit. And, um, 
it's exhausting, you know, and I get home and I'm like, I don't want to do anything, right. anything extrinsic oh. again. I just want to sit here and just drink my wine and watch TV. Right. Totally. And, uh, but you know, now it's, it's that, that shift, you mm-hmm. know, and it's that shift of, I'm not, uh, expending all my energy in a work environment. Now, now I have all this energy left to do the things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm not introverted. I just don't want to be involved with trying to get a guest check average a dollar higher and putting somebody else on the road, more intoxicated in a quote unquote safe mm-hmm. way so that I can get a bonus and that guy can get a DUI. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. You know, take yeah. that level of stress off of your mentality, mm-hmm. off of your consciousness and see what else that makes room for. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. That's awesome. You know, that, that, that for me, and that's, that's my personal path, you yeah. know, and through that awareness that has, that has given me the ability to look at things more consciously mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. put more time into the decisions that I make instead of just like, yeah, okay, cool. Cultural norm, do that. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Which makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. For a lot of people, I think if they had that awareness to like notice and perceive what's they kind of take on on a daily basis right. that's actually affecting their health and well-being or affecting their capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I get it. Like in our stressed out kind of like run, 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 do everything to like try to like pay your bills and everything. Yeah. It's easy to just be like, well, I just don't have time for that. Or I don't have like, I'm just going to go with what is mm-hmm. easy and yep. available and convenient, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we I have... totally have a lot of compassion for people that way. Yeah. And I also think People are way, in my experience, um, a lot of us who are on a spiritual path tend to be very empathic, right? Mm. We, we feel a lot right. of what's happening around us. I actually think most people are, and a lot of people just get overwhelmed right. by it. Yeah. So they kind of have to just like protect themselves in a way because it's just too much yeah. to feel their own feelings, let alone everybody else around them and try to like manage. Right. I have a client uh, that I'm working with that uh, that has, I mean, she's probably mid-30s or something, not been a spiritual or religious person her entire life, nothing really going on on that aspect. And then all of a sudden, what she says, uh, it's her quote, is she got bitch slapped with empathy. One day she woke up and she felt every feel oh, and everybody's feel and all the people that she never know, never met. She feels all the like walking through the mall, feeling the Dang. feels, walking down the street, feeling everybody's so she feels. She just got like blown open. Totally. Somehow. You know, and it's like, you know, and she is terrified. And so she came to me and we worked through some stuff with Reiki. And, uh, but basically it's, it's, you know, what I'm trying to get her to understand is it's this, yeah, this gift was thrust upon you for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever was waiting, was tired of waiting, says, okay, <laughs> here you go. Here's your gift. Go find somebody to help you deal with it because you need this. This is in your life for a reason. Find out how it fits there. You know, mm-hmm. and so, and that's, that's where we find the help, the community, the sanghas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We find those people around us because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You don't have all the answers. No, but, we're you not know, supposed to be an island right. unto ourselves. Exactly. You know, that combination of knowledge, that shared knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's where we start to find those cool things, those uh, beautiful communities, those mm-hmm. great ideas. And, uh, and we start to shift. Mm-hmm. We find those shifts. And we learn how to feel, but still have healthy boundaries. Yes, that's a that's a big one, and uh, you you kind of mentioned it earlier. Like when when uh, a lot of uh, people that are spiritual, you know, they might have this uh, connotation of being like soft spoken or you know peaceful and all this stuff, which is which is you know mm-hmm. a lot. But at the same time, like I know a lot of very just very strong spiritual people that have a lot to say. They're very loud about what they have to say and they're very direct about how they say it. You know, so it's not always this, no. you know, like Mm-mm. like with uh, Ram Das used to talk about when he first found spirituality, he wanted to be just like that omnipotent, you know, divinity of a person, right? right. So he wasn't angry, he right. wasn't pissed, but he was holding it all inside. 
And if you hold it inside, yeah, right? right? God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're here on, you're mm-hmm. here with humanity. Learn the curriculum, mm-hmm. right? Be upset, be angry, but yeah. not just flippantly understand how to manage your exactly. anger, manage your stress, you know, because it's, it's there for a reason. I think there was a, I think it was Thishnet Han I was, I was listening to. If not him, it was another like Rinpoche of, of some like, uh, not, not quite a llama, but right underneath. And, uh, and he was saying that, uh, that he experienced anxiety mm-hmm. and through his anxiety, he would see it in his meditation and he would try to push it away. Like anxiety, get away from me. I don't, don't want to deal with you. And, uh, and one day in his meditation, he invited anxiety to sit next to him. You know, say, hey, come sit mm-hmm. with me. Come sit mm-hmm. with me. You're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Clearly, let's talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and through that, through that welcoming in mm-hmm. of anxiety, and, and because it's there for a reason, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't need to control your life, right. but it shows up what for a reason, right? Trying to communicate with exactly. you. Or... Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and so making friends with it mm-hmm. and understanding how it fits with your practice mm-hmm. and then embracing it and then not being afraid of it, right? And because the more we, we understand something, the less fear we have with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and I love that approach I because, love that too. yeah, depression, yeah. anxiety, yeah. you know, fear all this stuff you know it's give it a place <clears throat> give it space to tell you what it's about definitely right? like yes welcome and in that's how part are you of us right so if we can hold space that way and and give it the space to share yeah really i mean that's all what we want is yeah. to be heard and to be seen and to be understood right so yep yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I love Nobody that. Nobody likes to be shut out. No, hell no, man. <laughs> Even, you know, there's sometimes it's funny. Uh, and uh, Lauren Acton, big shout out. Uh, she was uh, one of the uh, the women that taught me a lot about singing bowls and Reiki and things like that in an unofficial capacity, just in a more of a friend kind of way. But uh, she would tell me that when she would accidentally hit a bowl or uh, like ding a bowl and then want to quiet it. Um, you're basically asking it to shut up after you've hit it, mm. right? So you know you want to be nice about it. So she says, you know, <laughs> you kind of uh, rub the outside of the bowl and say you're sorry, mm. you know, and just like asking it to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. You know, you can quiet down now. But it's that 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 living in consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Totally. You know, it's it's those little things that you know when you can live with that kind of consciousness mm-hmm. that everything has a soul, mm-hmm. everything has a purpose. Even this 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 you know microphone in front of me mm-hmm. that is there's nothing natural about this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, plastics and metals mm-hmm. and all this shit, right? But if you treat it as such that there is a soul to it, mm-hmm. then that's going to, that's going to uh, just marinate throughout the rest of your life, Absolutely. right? And everything that you talk to, you and interact with, with, you know, all these things, if you create that, that intrinsicness with it, then everything can be something mm-hmm. and everything has a reason. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's energy. It is. Part of consciousness. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm struggling with right now for, uh, I, I still consume meat and, um, and I, I think it was Monica that brought it, uh, this concept to my attention. It's not her concept, but she, she brought it to my attention, but, and you mentioned it earlier, but that, that energy that the animals hold on to through their, their passing mm-hmm. and a lot of the ways that we we don't humanely get, no. you know, take care of animals, right? Whether it's the way that they're being held before they're, they're, they, they're murdered mm-hmm. or the slaughtering process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that trauma that goes through them is in the meat that we mm-hmm. eat. And mm-hmm. so there's no wonder we're more traumatic and we're more anxiety ridden. We're more mm-hmm. depressed because if you see the, the, the squalor mm-hmm. that these animals are living in and then the way that they're murdered Mm -hmm. then god no wonder Mm -hmm. you know and they're feeling the fear of the other animals getting killed in front of them or by them or whatever and so it changes like like that stress hormones going through their body right yeah you know um i will say that i've sat with that a lot too and i feel like where you can give yourself some compassion 
um, if you haven't found this already in yourself of choosing to still consume some mm. animal products is I don't know that we've fully evolved physically um, to fully be plant-based. Right. Some people do it way better than others. Right, yeah. But I know people that just like, they did they they were vegan. They tried so hard. They did everything right, protein. They just weren't thriving. Yeah, yeah. And their body like needed some animal protein, animal protein right? of some sort. Yeah. And they just changed when they went back to eating some. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, you know, I don't have this judgment that we should all be like plant based. And even how we treat plants can be really horrible too. I <laughs> in monocropping and yeah. egg, you know. So I think it's it's the consciousness around it. Right. Right. Like I mean, you know, this idea that if we were in relationship with the animals and then we did this with a consciousness mm-hmm. and um, and they were like, you know, sure. Like, I'm willing to give my life to you if you do it in this respectful way. Definitely. Um, that there can be relationship. And I know there might be people listening who are like, that's not true. Like, you never should kill an animal. And, and you know, I get that perspective too. Right, right, yeah. And I, I just, I hope, I actually hope that we are evolving mm-hmm. to be fully plant-based or right. a different relationship of what we consume yeah. and how we consume. And, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we might not be here when that full evolution happens. Right. You yeah. know, does that mean the predators go away in the natural world, you know, and right. don't yeah. kill each other anymore? They, they all are like yeah. just eating plants. <laughs> I don't know, because that energy is still here. And if you look at nature, um, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. Like sometimes how, you know, and it's like life has to give up life for another life. You know, that's exactly. just part of the cycle. So right. I, I do believe it's for me, it's it's more the consciousness behind it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that the that's what I've adopted mm-hmm. personally is um and I and I'm not perfect about it. I've still I still have to remember to do this, but um I try to thank the the meal that's in mm-hmm. front of me. You know, thank you for giving your life mm-hmm. that I that I can sustain mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't and you know, a lot of so just want to make this really clear too, like a spiritual path, you don't have to tie yourself to a religious figure, right? Spirituality can be very much yours. And and I say that because I wrestle a lot with spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. Mm-hmm. I don't like the word God because I just, I have a bad mm-hmm. experience with that word. Um, but I don't, it's not that I don't believe in mm-hmm. a godish type, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, overarching. Creator, yeah, yeah, source. source yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so when you're, when you're thinking, you don't have to thank a God. You don't have to thank a deity. You can thank the meal in front of you. Hey, yeah. thank you, this, this being for giving your life that I can sustain Absolutely. mine, you know? And so like for me, and the reason I say that is because, you know, sometimes that would, that, that God name holds people away from exploring those different types of divinity mm-hmm. that they can find. Mm-hmm. And so if that's you, replace the word God with self, Mm -hmm. replace the word God with something that makes sense, or just leave it all out, you know, but don't let that be the thing that keeps you from finding your spiritual nature because spirituality and, and, and religious religion are very different. Very different. Yeah. I like the, uh, the, I think I talked about this on a podcast before, but religion is for people who are scared of God or scared of hell. Spirituality is for people that have been through hell. Mm -hmm. Right. And not saying one is better than the other, Mm -hmm. but you know, we all have our paths, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I I feel grateful that I really wasn't raised in a religion. So for me, that's always been the case. And I've throughout my life, like sometimes used the word God 
but meaning what I mean for right. that, yeah. you know, not this male figure in the sky or whatever. You <laughs> yeah, know? This Caucasian yeah. long haired one. No, Shit, I, look, I look like God. If you want to put that out there and I am by no means, right. God is not this Caucasian <laughs> totally. long haired white totally. dude chilling out oh in a fucking gosh. robe and, Deciding, and slippers, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get to have this, you, you don't, you know? Yeah. No, no I don't believe all. that at all. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but just this idea that we are a part of something bigger. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but I believe it's a co-creation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rather than like a just top-down decision about how things are meant to go, right? Like, or right. you're supposed to, or you had to go through that really hard thing, or, right. you know. I mean, it's it's hard to reconcile sometimes why some people and animals and, you know, beings struggle so much right. or go through horrible traumatic experiences that right. others don't, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to reconcile that sometimes. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I find a, a, some solace in, in, re- in the idea of reincarnation mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, the idea that, you know, we, we all have to experience all facets of life, uh, good, bad, and different mm-hmm. from all sexualities, from traditional to non-traditional to, um, different types of species, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, getting that well-rounded understanding of what life is and mm-hmm. can be and how horrible it can be and how mm-hmm. beautiful it can mm-hmm. be, you know, gets us prepared for whatever, whatever we're getting ready for, yeah. you know, whatever you believe in that next step is, you know, right. whether we're just going to go sit in the ground for the rest of life, or we just, you know, learn our lessons here and continue on in some beautiful mm-hmm. kind of way in another realm that just is even more, uh, learning experience oriented than this realm, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That helps me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't prove it one way or the I other, know. but that's again, that's that knowing with the G, right? Yeah. You just, you have yeah, that knowing, right? Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. if it, if it benefits you and it, you know, doesn't harm others. And I think it's, it's worth it. You yeah. believe it because it helps you on yeah. your path. Right. Whether Definitely. it's real or right or wrong, or you've got the capital T truth or not. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's a beautiful segue because one of the things that you've introduced me to was the uh, the EOS line that you have. Mm-hmm. EOS. EOS line. Okay. And um, and uh, you know, I took that on faith. You mm-hmm. know, like it, we've we've had a relationship before. You know, we've we've known each other for a couple of years by that time. And uh, you know, I've put a lot of trust in you, and you've mm-hmm. you know, never you haven't steered me wrong. And so you're like, hey, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I created. Doing it with a, a dude in Whidbey Island, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, actually, my business partner, Krista, she's um, out in Novelty Hill. Novelty Hill. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, and you're like, this is this is the shit. This mm-hmm. is my thing, and I love it. And I'm like, cool, let's sign me up. Mm-hmm. And I you know, basically went into it with just faith, yeah. and just knowing that, okay, cool, this person that hasn't steered me wrong, that's given me a lot of beautiful advice, is going to give me this thing, and I'm going to see how it lands in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's been fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I've used a couple, like I think three or four different versions of... Of uh, the EOS the brand, powders. yep, the super yeah. powders. But uh, I've landed on the Elevate and the Regenerate mm-hmm. as my two that I just got to go to. Awesome. But um, do you mind talking about how yeah. that kind of developed? And yeah. uh, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, EOS Healing is the line, and EOS is the goddess of the dawn oh, in Greek wow, mythology. That's right. Okay. So it's I didn't know that either. My business partner is very um, in tune, and we do a lot of our creating for this particular line is mm-hmm. kind of like next level, bringing in those energetic qualities more forward in our blend so um in meditative space we do a lot of our formulating cool and um so she received that name and then we looked it up and we're like oh my gosh it's the goddess of the dawn i've never heard of this goddess hell yeah um and how that energy shows up for me is like this that that green gold light like when sunlight goes through trees Mm. you know when you look up and see it filtering through it's just that like vibrant green so it's really about um 
that we are light and that plants are, you know, light. They use light energy and convert it to, right. you know, chlorophyll and like create their life forms. And then when we consume that, we're really consuming light, like mm. on the ultimate level, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So that's like the concept is around this idea of like, how does light support light and, okay. and um, be converted in the like by the plant kingdom, mm. but also by the crystal kingdom, right. if you want to refer to it that way, that crystals are really like solidified light. Um, that the earth is created over time. Right. And so um, it's really a melding of the two. Um, so there's this element of using the plants for our healing um, and physically as well as other dimensions of healing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then weaving in these crystalline elements that support that particular blend so that when people consume it, the idea is that the most... The more intention you have, of course, the more powerful it has the potential to be. But even just that by consuming something that's been so intentionally created and crafted that your body will react or respond to the energy of it on some level, whether you're conscious of it or not necessarily, right? So it's been really um, a fun, different way of engaging with the plants. Mm -hmm. And then we have this whole intention around... um, the sustainability and create, um, you know, the growing aspect of these plants too. And like really honoring the plant energies themselves. Mm. So like our intention, and this is like a work in progress, is to really source from farmers and growers who are already like putting that level of intention into how they're creating and that it's about healing Mm -hmm. on deeper levels, their own healing journey, and then how they care and tend for the earth and the plants. And then if we utilize those plants in our blends and also have the intention around how they're created. The other thing is, um, speaking of sound and vibrational energy, right? Um, That there's, you know, there's vibration in everything. Mm -hmm. We have a vibration, our cells do, different cells do, you know, like they're just, I mean, you can measure a lot of this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's being done. Different devices measure different levels, a lot like of cool megahertz and stuff there. like that. And so that plants, certain plants have different vibrational levels okay. and actually elevate the one that you were talking uh-huh. about, um, has a lot of that. It's a cacao based, mm-hmm. which we actually traveled to Ecuador and Peru. And we actually visited some cacao farms Oh wow! and really had this experience of like the cacao plant herself, which is really interesting because, you know, it's like widely used throughout the year, uh, throughout the year, throughout the earth, <laughs> throughout the planet, uh-huh. um, chocolate and cacao, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's been this like distorted use of this plant, right? And we really felt that energy. Um, if you've ever watched any of the documentaries on cacao production, yeah. and unsustainable, a, totally. And, yeah. and there's a lot of you know horrible treatment of certain people that are tending the plants, but right. they're not getting paid, or they're you know these big companies are coming in and just kind of taking as much as they can. Right, and yeah. So just like the distortion that we can do as humans to almost anything yeah. if we don't have consciousness around it. Totally. Yeah. Um, so there was this very uh, palpable experience of wanting to help heal that energy because the cacao plant cocoa tree Mm -hmm. i mean that energy is really beautiful um people do plant ceremonies around cacao like use it all the time for plant ceremonies ceremonies. yeah Yeah. and it's got this like vibrational energy and of elevation in the body and it's ultimately like about love and heart activation and things like that right so like it's got this incredible energy that can support healing um, for individuals and on this planet, if it was, you know, like if it was experienced differently, if there was more consciousness around it growing, right. 
So we got to kind of experience that and then Elevate. It was so interesting because it's cacao and rose. Mm. And rose, definitely the essential oil, has the highest um, megahertz reading of any plant they've measured. Wow. It's a really high vibration. Very cool. Um, And we use rose in all of our products for that reason. It's about the heart. It's like it's this higher level love, Mm -hmm. like vibration, right? Um, So it's cacao and rose. And then we were getting all these plants like that are super high on antioxidant, just in like clove, oregano, lavender, um, and and pomegranate. And so when we started looking into oregano, it's actually got a high vibration too. And we started looking at this. This is such an interesting thing because I didn't know this, right? Is that like they they believe that when you're at an unhealthy state or you have some sort of disease, the vibration is at a certain lower level, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and not higher and lower and better or worse. It's just like kind of where it falls on the spectrum. And so when you can elevate your vibration to a certain point, that can shift you out of disease. Mm. It gives your body the the energy that it needs to heal. Okay. So there's that way of looking at it. And so a lot of these plants actually help raise your vibration so that you can shift and give your body what it needs to heal. Yeah. And they're also some of the highest antioxidant compounds and high ORAC compounds. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, you may have heard of oregano being used for immune the immune system. Yeah. It's used a lot for bacteria and fungus and viral bacteria parasites. It's like so hot. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like a, and like it's a like super pungent. Yeah. Totally, yeah. And it's got this like a stimulating effect on the immune system. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, maybe that's another dimension to how it helps with healing of certain pathogens, especially. Right. Is it helps like raise their vibration. Um, it's just an interesting way to look at it. I right? love that It concept. also helps with the essential oils, of course, in it and have been mm-hmm. shown to like certain activate certain pathways and definitely can directly... Um, suppress and balance out Mm -hmm. our microbiome, the ones that are pathogenic. So it has that too, but I just thought it was really neat. So that blend is really elevating. That's why it's called Elevate. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. You, you got me on that when I started writing Yeah. and, uh, with the oil and the powder. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's ritualistic now. Like anytime I sit down to write or I have, I have intentions to write, mm-hmm. get the oil, rub it on my hand so I can uh, like mm-hmm. smell it when I'm writing and then drink the drink. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So that, that you're, how you're using it is actually, uh, very specifically how we'd love for them to be used. Nice. It's less about like, oh, I'm just going to throw that in my smoothie and drink it every day, which right. is fine. That's one level of using them. Right. But really like you have a ritual or a ceremony around it or something that you do on a daily basis and you incorporate that in mm-hmm. when you're doing it or when you're doing a certain thing, maybe not daily, but like, right. you know, weekly or <clears throat> it's like, that's part of the, the medicine and experience. Definitely. And it, the word ritualistic might be scary yeah, to some people, yeah, totally. but, but basically, that's a fancy word for consciousness yeah right that's just you're, you're consciously doing something mm-hmm. right when we create ritual around something that's like a fun way to consciously do something right we say a prayer we do a chant mm-hmm. we have a song it's calling in exactly. energy yeah mm-hmm. right so or, if, if or creating space yeah yeah so i'm glad you said that because yeah a lot of people hear ritual and it's like I love ritual. Like that's one of my favorite words. I'm like, yeah, let's create a ritual around it. You know, like totally. systems and processes. That's like that's like a, a non corporate way for me to say systems and processes, okay. right? And yeah. I've got I've got like twenty years of corporate behind me, right? So I've got like, you know, corporate Adam was what I like to call him, mm-hmm. and I'm moving away from corporate Adam. But like we talked about anxiety, right? Corporate Adam still has a place in Adam's life. Mm-hmm. He got him here for a reason, and so I I need to find ways to entertain and appease corporate Adam while I'm still growing spiritual Adam. Mm-hmm. And so those are those ways that I find that correlation. Mm-hmm 
distinction between like, you know, this cool spiritual term. Okay, that's a way I can relate it back to this corporate mm-hmm. life. Okay, cool. I'm mm-hmm. on the right path. You know, I'm like doing it. the right thing. You I know, like it. it's creating structure around <laughs> exactly. something that you yeah. do, right? Definitely. Or a system. I like that. That's yeah, exactly systems what Systems and processes. It totally. Yeah, that's what we live on. <laughs> so the other thing about EOS healing that's really neat, and we're still in process of unfolding this part of it, but mm-hmm. it was never meant to be just a products-based okay. company. Even though we put all this intention and they're really meant to be multidimensional products. Um, Beautiful packaging and mm-hmm. all this stuff, yeah. And we really want to move into like really truly sustainable packaging too. That's in our longer term cool. vision, you know, that can be composted or like yeah. is like recycled and all that because it's like the whole thing we want to like feel really good, yeah, right? Yeah. Like everywhere from we source from to like the packaging it's in to how it's consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, we've even taught, it's so interesting, just a little side note. We've even talked about, you know, crystals in their physical form are still being mined from the earth, right? It, sometimes in a and, very negative way. Yeah, totally. there's like, there's unsustainable and there's sustainable practices yeah, around that, just definitely. like everything else, right? So being able to actually, what we do is we charge the product. They don't have ground up crystals. Some people think that, like, they'll be like, oh, are there crystals in here? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's literally putting the crystals around the mm-hmm. product once we've created it um, to charge. Yeah. Because yeah. they have an energy field. And that gets into like this whole level that some people, it's like, whoa, okay, check out. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, that's you where know. I start you know, sliding my chair up. I'm like, oh, what do you got? Exactly. What's this energy field you're exactly. talking about? <laughs> Me too. But I, <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, there's going to be people like, what? Yeah, um, your audience, but right? I mean, there's measurable <laughs> things about this for sure. Definitely, but um, I mean, we use crystals in technology. Right. That's yeah. The other thing. My business like phones and everything. reminds me totally. of that all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, they totally do. Cause they conduct energy in certain ways. Right. Yeah. So, um, if you have certain stone, you know, if you've ever had that experience of holding a stone in your hand, you told the story of the turquoise when you oh, first yeah. held it. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I thought that was beautiful. Um, where you just are like, oh, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not you can explain why or what it is or what it does. Um, but when you add a level of understanding the energies of them and mm-hmm. what they hold potentially, um, you can like choose very specifically and then you have that intention around them and... Um, it actually like the plants and the crystals kind of like they intermingle their mm-hmm. energies do and it can kind of up level it. Um, and it is, it's one of those things where I would love for there to be like kind of some kind of study situation down the road where we are like blind. If someone who's attuned to these things right. can tell the difference between one that was charged and one that wasn't charged. You right. know? Yeah, most definitely. Um, but and there's that whole aspect of what you just said about food, of being able to bless the food or ask for it to like, you know, for, to give gratitude and ask for it to nourish and support your well-being right. or give gratitude that it does that. Mm-hmm. So there's also that aspect of using any product, whether it's been charged or not, where you can add your own level of charging it, if yes. you want to call it that, yes. of, of using your consciousness to elevate its consciousness or acknowledge its consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, we have this whole, um, so we have that, but then we have this method that just really more about um, tuning into your own inner guidance. Okay. And that's a lot of it. Um, I mentioned how impassion- passionate I am about empowering people in their own health and well-being. Right. Even, you know, when it comes to like coming to me for advice on what herbs to take or what to support, I'm totally happy to do that. And I also really want people to use what's going to feel most resonant to them or if they've learned about something and they're really excited to try it then I'm like great let's incorporate that in or how about you just try that for a while and see how that feels in your body and you know like not just saying I know so therefore take these things right Right. totally I don't want to disempower and I also think one of the things about herbal medicine that's so lovely 
is that it's so available. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally grow it I, yourself. Right, totally. Or yeah. go out in the woods and harvest it. And once you know. Yeah. And they can never take that away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to, the FDA is trying to control compounds all the time. Oh, you can't sell this or you can't sell that or we want to regulate this or we're going to, you know, but the truth is like... They can never take nettle away if you can go out in the woods and you can harvest it. Right? Nettle's like, one of my favorite decongestants. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know? yeah. Antihistamine. Right. It's high in minerals. It's like super nutritious. Yep. And it grows wild here in the Pacific. Yeah, Northwest. I used to sting my ankles all the time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. And I was I was I was astounded when I found out that that was a thing that was good for you. I'm I like, know. Oh, all right. I cool. love to I'll be like, you know, do you know nettle? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, stinging. Oh, stinging nettle? Yeah, right. Like, and I'm like, they're like, you can take that? And I'm like, yes, I promise you can consume that. Let Does me tell sting you your how. tongue? Like, okay, sit down. We got a, we got a conversation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I promise you that if you do these things to it, it'll take away the sting and it's not going (laughs) to, I know, but I love that people's like stinging metal. Uh Like, you know, Uh (laughs) same with devil's club, which is club. Oh yeah. We use that one medicinally too. And, uh, people are like, Whoa, I've come across that in the woods. (laughs) Yep. I've got a, I've actually got a tincture, a big tincture of that downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is good stuff. It's really powerful. So we have this like more like attunement meditation we're calling. Um, the EOS healing method that we help guide people through, but they can learn about it on their own. It's really about, um, well, the first phase is attune. So it's attuning to your own inner guidance. It's settling into your body, settling into your breath, whatever that like, you know, if you're a meditator, then you have your own process of getting centered in yourself, right? Totally. And then the next phase is receiving. So Mm. it's really like opening up your receptivity to what's available um, information. Right. So how you like were having that conversation in your head. I mean, mm-hmm. literally some people would just be like, I don't, you know, either they wouldn't hear it. Change the channel. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, let's move on. This yep. is weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's about opening yourself up to like guidance that comes through, right. whether it's from your own brain, because you're finally quiet enough to hear it and listen right. or listening to your body's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's where like individual like um, experiences can come into play. Whatever feels best. Some people literally will um, feel some energy. Some people hear something. Some people will see something. Some people will like get this plant pop up in their head and they're like, I don't know why, or this message or... Mm -hmm. So being receptive. And then it's really like crafting that into um, a statement. Um, Sometimes it's a song. I mean, different people have different... That's really like about... We're calling empowerment. So, mm. oh, cool. So yeah. I am with the I N. Yeah. So, like, in coming from you, you're feeling this sense of like, this is what I want to shift in my life, or this is what I'm calling more in my life. Right. Um, and then you can utilize the oils or the products, um, the internal products or the sprays we have, or things like that to like bring a ritual element right. to that statement that you're working with. Yeah. You know, I love that. So, um, that's one aspect that we, um, are working on mm-hmm. sharing more broadly uh, when I have my new space for Urban Wellness, yeah. which um, I hope to do, be able to guide people through that if it feels like in a consultation, something to help them drop in and access their own inner wisdom and guidance right. is something that I would love to be able to share with people more Yeah, if the, if and when they're ready right. you know, yeah. or, they, or they're looking for that or they really want that level of intentionality. Mm-hmm. So that's another layer of like how um, it's meant to be a products and solutions based company to really um, generate healing, right. true healing, right? like on multi-levels. Man, and that that's a whole nother level of it's not even the product anymore mm-hmm. right it's it's 
that in power, like mm-hmm. you said, because we have it inside mm-hmm. of us, right? It's we do. the intuition, right? Mm-hmm. That intuitiveness, that, mm-hmm. that atrophied muscle that we've been told not to pay attention to. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but, you know, growing up in the South in uh, the 80s and 90s, I, you know, intuition, it was such a double-edged sword because, you know, as a male in the South, we're t- trust your gut, trust your gut, right? But then everything else, every other intuition is taught as witchery is fe- or mm, feminine, right? Interesting. Right? You know, and so it's like, you know, you're not supposed to have visions. That's a, that's a, that's a witchy thing. That's a feminine mm-hmm. thing, right? And like, there's all these dichotomies that you're working against. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you're, you're, you're feeling a thing and told not to feel it. You're sensing a thing and told not to sense it, you know? And so I'm finally to a point now where I'm like, hey, is there feeling left in there? Like what's going on? Like I can, I can sense things, but now it's like, okay, how do I, how do I work this muscle out? Because I know it's in there. And, and that's scary because to trust your intuition is to put faith into something that you've, you've abandoned. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that muscle is going to fail you a few times that mm-hmm. gets atrophied, right? Mm-hmm. It hasn't been used in a while. So you're working against yourself to trust something that you've decided not to trust. But wow. to, to strengthen that muscle, you got to put trust into mm-hmm. it. And to get that muscle strong, you're going to have to fall on your face a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead you the wrong way. But you got to have that knowing with the G that you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're doing something right. And get that muscle strong enough so that you can trust it. And that mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold on to you and it's going to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. right? And so what you're doing with that, that is that, that's, that's beautiful because mm-hmm. you're helping. You're giving that assistance to something that is very much an internal mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. But... If we can add, add some guidance to that, that mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So good for you. That's, that's, that's a whole nother layer outside of just, it's not just a product. Right. It's a lifestyle. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what it's meant to be. And ultimately, our, our big picture vision is to be part of a wellness center. Yeah. At some point where we have a lot of people and shared vision around that so mm. that, you know, whatever modality or form is what's being called for, for somebody, they have access to it. Too, right. Right. You know, it's so funny. I was just, uh, approached by a, a friend of mine who he's a clinical psychologist, uh, went to UW, got his degree, uh, finished up at Bastyr. Mm-hmm. And so he's got like that cool two-sided, he's got like the very Western UW degree and he's got like the more esoteric, you know, Bastyr degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's a spiritual person as well. And he approached me, um, uh, not too long ago. He's as he has this big idea of opening a, a big wellness center mm. that is encompassing to all forms of wellness, mm. right? Not just Western, not just Eastern, but, you know, all encompassing and, and affordable, mm-hmm. right? Not, well, you know, that's the thing. that's the thing, right? And so How that's does it not become a privileged medicine, right? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, and that's, you know, that's where a lot of this starts to come in It's you know, we, we, and I use the collective we, not you and mm-hmm. I, we, but we, we tend to forget that sometimes the ability to be a spiritual person does rely on the fact of having your basic needs met, mm-hmm. right? If you're wor- running from job to job totally. to job, you have four jobs and you have three kids and you can't, you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from or how they're going to go to school or whatever that is, you don't have time to focus on your spirituality. I mean, if you do, good for you. That's yeah. a, it's a right. huge heart you got there, right. but don't don't discount yourself that you're not a spiritual person because you don't have time for it. Totally. Right. Cause there's, there's a lot of that goes into that. And it's not like a, a privilege type thing, but there is like, there is a, an aspect to it that if, because we are in a materialistic capitalistic mm-hmm. world, if we don't have certain things, then our, our ego is damaged, mm-hmm. right? And so if we're still holding on to that egoic understanding of life, that's going to be your catalyst for what you're, what makes you happy or not happy. So, and that again, that's, that's a privilege, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because that ego is there for a reason. 
it it's it it shows itself up. It has to be strong. It has to be ab- abusive and ab- absurdive at times, you know, to get what it needs because it's trying its hardest to protect you as a human and to survive. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, well, I think when you were saying that, totally, I think one of the things that why mindfulness and mindfulness practices right. have like spoken to so many people is because on that level, even if you don't have time to like do this deeper spiritual learning or work right now in your life. If someone's in that scenario you were just talking about, there's that level of being able to like take some deep breaths during the day and like feel your feet on the earth. And like, you can always do that. Right. Like there's ways that you can like connect to at least like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling like I just don't have any time in my day to set aside, but I do have like the ability to wait, do I want to respond in that way right, right. now? Am yeah. I going to respond differently in this way? Yeah. And it's so interesting with stress because stress is so much about how we perceive. It's it's almost 100% how we perceive it something. It is, most of um, I, I don't want to say totally 100% because, you know, there's situations that are literally like really stressful right. on the yeah. body. Or, but it's like how we perceive the stress mm-hmm. is just as powerful. It will cause the same stress response if you think something. Oh, that's, that's, you know, as yes. if you're actually experiencing it, yep. they've shown that. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think of that myself, um, because stress is one of the biggest things I contend with right. adrenal gland fatigue, or just like, you know, my managing of running a business and like yeah. my employees and all kinds. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I have to like stop and check myself sometimes and be like, okay, I could perceive this as a really stressful moment, right. but does it have to like affect my body this much? Like right. probably not. Right. Yeah. If I zoom out a little bit and I'm like, okay, take some breaths, big picture. Yes. Is this really worth getting this worked up about? <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, it's like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I find myself, uh, uh, I, I'm getting better about this practice, but I, I find myself, especially coming out of my corporate days, um, practicing arguments in my head a lot, mm. you know? Um, you know, I have a point and I'm very strong about that point. And I'm like, okay, well, if I, what if I counter somebody with a counterpoint, how would I, how would I encounter that conversation? And so my, my head, the way it's, the way it's designed is I go through those conversations and now knowing that I am putting myself in a stressful situation, my body receives that as me actually having that conversation and being in that, that verbal altercation, let's call it. Right. Yeah, totally. And you know, I'm not even, I'm not even having the conversation, but I'm, I'm experiencing all the effects of it. So now my practice, I got a, I I read a book a while ago, um, by a guy named Kamal Ravikant. It's, uh, it's called, um, love yourself like your life depends on it. Mm, And so when I, yeah, it's a great book, great book. And so when I get in those moments now, uh, the practice I have is, okay, I'm aware I'm in that moment. Mm-hmm. I inhale and I say, I love myself. And I exhale and I say, thank mm-hmm. you. And I try to do that 10 times. And if I can, if I have a mirror, I'll look at myself in the eyes and do it just to really get into mm-hmm. myself and say, hey, look, dude, you're, you're, you're cool, man. Stop, stop this wherever you're at. You're not there. You don't need to be there. You're right here. Look at yourself mm-hmm. in the eyes. Love yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 it's not perfect. That. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work every time, but it, it gets me at least to a conscious point of, knowing that okay hey you know now that you're having this conversation with yourself you know the negative effects of it mm-hmm. you're choosing to stay in this realm is this really where you want to be at right so where you want to spend your time right now nah yeah. dude go write a book go read a book go do yeah. something go walk yeah. your dog you know right, jesus right, christ right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that that's a great tool yeah it's a really love yeah. that one yeah mm-hmm. definitely Bringing that yeah. consciousness in 
It is, yeah. you know, and it and, and like you said, you know, zooming out, right? Mm-hmm. Because we get so stuck in the the problem in hand or the mind thought that we're not conscious anymore, mm-hmm. right? And when we you take that step back, then your consciousness has an ability to look at the way the mind is is handling the situation and be like, hey, okay, cool, good job, but. Or, hey, yes, continue on. But it, it gives you that ability to, to have that zoomed out view and that consciousness of saying, okay, let's take over again. Okay, we're out of our, we're out of our normal patterns. Let's get back into something cool. All right, let's right. go back at this again. You right. know, give a little reset. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need that. Back to the wellness center, though, because I love this concept and you were saying your, this friend approached you about it. I yeah. think um, a lot of people are yearning for... Or, or have the same vision of having like a place where there's multiple modalities under one roof. Right. Um, I think one of the things I've realized over the years, like having an herb shop, right, mm-hmm. um, is that people come in a lot and are like, are you an acupuncturist? Are you a homeopath? What okay. are you? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, well, <laughs> let me tell you what here? I do. Right. <laughs> That's different. And, and there's a lot of confusion. And even me and my path has been like, do I see a naturopath for this? Do I see an acupuncturist for this? Do I see an energy healer for this? Like right, what, right, yeah. what, where am I? And like, what would be most um, supportive mm-hmm. in where I am in my healing journey or what's coming up for me? And so my vision of the wellness center has always been like a place that you could come in and you don't have to know who you're going to see. Right. But there's a guide of some kind, a coach or a guide Mm -hmm. who helps kind of walk you through a process of figuring out what is your best next step. Right. You know, so that, and then it's a co-creative thing. You decide ultimately where you want to start on your journey or where you want to enter into this place. But it's really like, it is about like, here's your like kind of plethora of options that address things on these levels. Mm-hmm. And it requires a practitioner to also be really willing to met maybe where their modality is really strong and mm. where it's maybe not so strong. Right. So they're talk about ego. There's like kind of just letting that go down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, a naturopath, for example, is trained in so many different modalities, mm-hmm. but maybe in their personal, um, you know, practice of naturopathic medicine they tend to focus in certain ways like physical medicine for example or they really focus on women's health and hormones or something Mm -hmm. so to be able to like that's my that's my strong area and i have other people that work in these other areas that are more specific for that or someone who tends to use labs to test as a naturopath and someone to use like muscle testing or energy testing you know there's just all these different like range of like personalities and approaches and it can be overwhelming yeah yeah definitely. i mean i love choice i think we love choice uh, obviously but i think there's a point where you're just like there's so many choices sometimes you're like i don't i don't know i don't know which is the next like is it food that i need to change i need to take an herb do i need to get healing you know yeah so i love the idea of a place that helps at least sort through some of that for Mm. people yeah so they can like and then has lots of opportunity for teaching yeah how they can like apply these in their life or you know like if you are trying to change your diet there's a there's a teaching kitchen and there's mm-hmm. nutritional coaching that's oh, available that's awesome. in classes so yeah. you can actually like how do i eat a plant-based lifestyle healthfully right you know yeah oh that's so great yeah so i'm i mean i'm hopeful that lots of those will be springing up around you know yeah <laughs> that people will come together like that and you've been, uh, I think, moving in this direction for a little while mm-hmm. now, right? Um, have you, have, I know you've looked at some spaces, but have mm-hmm. you found a space yet or kind of still entertaining options? Yeah. So for urban wellness, so yeah. there's there's a couple different things in motion. Yeah. Like urban wellness, um, I want to change where I'm located for my actual like retail shop, right? For okay. urban wellness and her next evolution. So for me, like 
it's my evolution too, like of wanting to still have a storefront, mm-hmm. but um, I want to do more consulting right. and I want to have like a lab space. And one of uh, my herbalists on staff is a clinical herbalist and she'd love to see people. She specializes in Lyme oh, and like parasites and things, yeah. which are areas I do not okay. have much expertise. And she's super passionate and knowledgeable about them. Awesome. So I think, you know, she wants to start setting up her clinical practice. She also does some shamanic work and shamanic healing. Mm. And so um, the idea is... Uh, to have a space where we can continue how urban wellness is in certain res- respects so people can just come in and get their refills mm-hmm. or get naturopaths can send in prescriptions or we can make recommendations. But the whole conversation around boundaries earlier, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much of that is coming up in my life and even like how I operate as a business right. and how I operate as a healer or a herbalist and a educator in my community. I feel like I need some boundaries around how I operate. Um, for example, like urban wellness is open seven days a week Okay. and there's set hours, but there's no, there's no way for me to control the flow. Okay. Like you called up the other day for a refill right, formula yeah. and we were uh-huh. super busy and I was like, no, we can't get it ready for you in an hour. It's going to be three hours, you know, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> just because of the flow. But it'd be awesome to have a system in place totally. where people know easily, like this is when I can place, this is how to place my custom orders. And this mm-hmm. is when the times are available to pick up or, you know, drop by and get it after hours yeah. curbside or whatever works so right, that it's right. like, you know, just something that we then can like manage our time better mm-hmm. and more efficiently. Totally. But also, um, I'm going to really start encouraging more and more people to actually schedule consults. So yeah. they can come in and get their stuff that you can come in and ask a few questions and like reload on your stuff. Totally great. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have open store hours. But the idea is also that you could easily go online and see the online scheduler and schedule a 15 minute consult because you just want right. to go a little deeper. Yeah. And then I can give my full attention. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, people's feedback to me all the time is like, wow, you like really hold space well for people. You're really present with me. Um, And I love that. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, there's five other people waiting to talk to me. And my eyes are kind of like, I feel it. And I'm like, I'm trying to stay really present with you. And I can feel them Uh being like, I'm parked in a 30 minute. Right. Is she going to be done anytime soon? (laughs) Or the other day, you know, like this sweet woman, I... Um, my intern was there from Bastier mm-hmm. and he, so he had some queued up to talk to me cause he didn't know how to answer a question. Okay. And like, you know, I'm like low blood sugar. I haven't eaten yet. It's like two 30 <laughs> in the afternoon. I just got done with two hours straight of talking to people, right. Uh-huh. And helping people. I'm like, okay. Like she's waiting. All right. I'm going to, you know, Here we go. I go, she burst into tears and I was oh. like, oh no. Like I was just like, wow. Like I really want to hold space for her because yeah. I didn't know it was going to be emotional also. It made right. perfect sense. But I was like. I need like my reserves filled before I can like hold space for her. You know what I mean? I do. Whereas like if she'd come in and we could be like, hey, you know, Katya has a 15 minute like at four o'clock or something. Right. You want to just schedule and she can like sit down with you and like really go, you know, be Undivided present with you. Exactly. Totally. And the rest of the store can keep operating. Yeah. Then I feel like I can be more present. I can help people more. Right. Yeah. I can determine even if I can help them. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, or if it's something that they need, you know, more in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, practitioner care or something yeah. around. So that's that's the model around urban wellness. Um, having a lab space for my products too. And at the same yeah. time, if I can create a lab space, we've talked about how then EOS healing products can start getting created in that mm-hmm. environment too. Because we're kind of like slowly building up to that. Like actually having a dedicated commercial lab space to produce our products for Beautiful. EOS healing. Yeah. And at the same time, Krista and I, my business partner, have this vision of helping co-create an op-life wellness center. It's called, that's what they're called. Okay. Um, 
but that doesn't feel totally coalesced yet. Okay. Not yeah. just, just still an idea that's being yeah, figured and out. We're, and... we're working on ways we can start building that online. Okay. Um, just like making those connections and contacts and like building the community, but it takes a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're aware <laughs> run and managed, you know, even yoga studios or anything like that, like yeah. Yeah. all that's involved. Um, mm. And honestly, I don't know that I want to help run another business. Mm. I yeah. love, I would love to be part of co-creating it. Right. Um, but it's a lot. But the day-to-days, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So until we get to the point where we can have a full-time, like, you know, clinic manager or, like, wellness center manager and all that stuff, it's, like, it's a big investment. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's good to know that the ideas are being worked on, mm-hmm. but you have time to not just have to rush and knee-jerk exactly. reaction to this stuff, you know? Because exactly. especially something as beautiful as that is well-intended, mm-hmm. and there's so much intention going into uh, the idea that you have. If you rush it, it's it takes away from the beauty of it, right? Right? You know, it's like the I think the whole idea of humanity is let's slow down and pay attention a little bit more. And that's exactly the business model that you're working on. Exactly, you're taking it slow. You're paying attention to what's going on, exactly. and when it's right, it's right. And how do we make it truly sustainable for everyone involved, right. and monetarily sustainable, and be able to offer things to people like at a lower rate for those who need it? And, right. You know, it's like just having a community model of some kind, a membership model of some kind. Yeah, you like know? almost like a co-op-y kind yeah, of thing, but not like, quite. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like an elevated co-op yeah. concept. Definitely. Um, and there's different ways. And that's, again, beautiful. You know, there's different ways to run our business. There's mm-hmm. different ways to run our lives. We're mm-hmm. just, we're stuck in a cultural norm. Mm-hmm. And so to do something different is going to be a little harder because you're not living up to whatever. But you don't have board members, you have a business partner, but it seems like you guys are on the same page. So like, let's say like a respectable quote unquote profit margin is 30%. You guys are hitting 20, Mm -hmm. right? That's fine. If you okay, if you're okay with that as your business model, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to hit a corporate structure. You can do okay with where you're at. You're still paying bills. You're still monetizing whatever you need Mm -hmm. to monetize to, to sustain life in your own way. But do we need to make all the money and hold on to all the money right. and sit on all the money so nobody else can have the money? No. No. You no. know, it's out there. We're transcending That's, that model. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I love that example. Thank you for yeah. that. Yes. You're, you're living it by example. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have a, uh, do you have like a rough time frame? Or do you have to be out of the Kirkland location anytime or is it I'm still so kind grateful, of like. I'm so grateful actually. I know it's all about like divine timing as I like to call it in yep. air quotes right at this yeah. point because. I've been actively looking. I know the universe knows what I want. Like I feel really ready for this this next change in myself. Right. Like I'm ready. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I feel good with where I've been, even though I love the space I've been in for twelve years and a lot of people are sad that I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm so ready for like something new. Mm-hmm. So luckily, fortunately, gratefully, my landlords um are totally willing to go month to month and um so my lease ended end of April. Okay. So you're just kind of rolling it on so as soon as you need to. Yeah. Cool. In previous years, I mean, it's like, this is where like you see the beauty of how things just work out the way they're meant to work right. out, right? In previous years, they would have been putting signs up on the building and trying to get me out of mm. there because yeah. they want someone in before summer. They've always told me that. Like, oh, okay. My lease has always been up in April and they're like, they need someone in by like May 1st kind of thing. They gotcha. want me like, so that they can get traction with summer flows and all that stuff. So this year they're like, 
we're in COVID times. Yeah. You stay and pay rent as long as you want to. Oh, that's kind of... <laughs> You know, that's, that's kind of comforting. It is. You know? Oh my gosh, such a relief. Yeah. Oh, like that time pressure would yeah. have been just so tough. I'm sure something would have worked out, but that would have just, talk about adding stress. I would have had to work hard not to get super stressed. Definitely. Right Trusting. Oh man. It's all going to work out. It's yeah. all going to work out. Meanwhile, like someone else wants to move in, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ah! Well, you know, and it's, it's kind of comforting in a way that even though like, because I'm sure the property management company that runs the building is, you know, corporate based and they have mm. board investors, blah, 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 all that shit. Probably. And, uh. You know, but it's it's kind of nice to know that as something as as terrible as we've seen COVID mm-hmm. as being, it actually, I mean, in, in a in a weird way, mm-hmm. it's expending the humanity of that corporation mm-hmm. to look at that as you know, it's still a business decision. I'm sure they're making because they want to protect their mm-hmm. pro- their bottom lines. New businesses aren't moving in, but they're they're allowing their humanity to step in Absolutely. and to look at that in a way that it affects the the, the bottom line. And, and, but hopefully they'll see that the lesson is like, it doesn't have to be this one way. Mm-hmm. There's way we can look at humanity as humans, not as, you know, percentage points, totally. you know, and like, okay, the, how are we going to maximize this bottom line of this space? It's like, well, we have a beautiful human being in there. That's got a great business. Mm-hmm. They're doing great things. Mm-hmm. Let's keep them in there. Let's do it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that and so, is actually the energy they approached it which with, that's great. with, which I really appreciate. The property manager, he's the only person I have an interaction with. So I don't know quite how the structure is above that. But he is very like, we like to like treat our tenants like family. We, mm. you know, hope maybe we'll work together again someday. So we don't want to burn bridges, you know, kind of just like we want to, you know, we understand like what you need to do for you as a business. They tried to keep me and then it's like, no, I'm ready. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we get it. Yeah. But they're like, you know, but let's do this kindly and let's do this with compassion and I do really appreciate that yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah most definitely and when I moved into that space um was 2009 mm-hmm. it was right at the recession. oh right the recession yeah totally so it's so interesting the timing because um as a new business owner never having owned a business before having right. any business background uh I don't know if I would have gotten that space if mm. it hadn't been the timing yeah that it was I walked right into it they yeah. didn't even like you know, I, I probably would have had competition, basically, from other businesses before. And so I didn't, yeah. It was Divine like, it, timing. Just, it totally lined up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is meant to be. <laughs> it was just like really amazing. So it's just, it's interesting that we're in this other like different lull that nobody saw coming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at the same time that I'm ready to make this transition. So yeah. Wow. I'm sure the right space will show itself eventually. It, it, it will, you know, and, and one of the things that I've been practicing is, um, uh, is trying to get out of my own way with mm-hmm. shit. And, uh, and the way with that, you know, I, I, I sometimes tend to let my anxiety answer my questions, uh, answer the questions for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody says, Hey, can we do this thing? No, sorry. Um, but it's, it's because I haven't been confident enough to take the time to actually hear the question, mm. right? And, and and give faith in the answer that that it was asked to me for a reason. Mm. Right. And so getting out of my own way of let's say <clears throat> um the other day <clears throat> uh we were driving and they had a flat tire. Mm. And it was flat tire and it was, you know, on the freeway, on the mountains. It was kind of treacherous. Kids were with me, all this shit, right? It was a blowout. And, uh, you know, I could have been just like, okay, upset. You guys stay in the car. I'm just going to dad mode this out and change this tire. But Harper, my youngest is like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm changing the tire. Do you want to learn? Right. And so instead of me just like being upset with the situation and saying, okay, I'm just going to get through this and then move on with my day. It's okay. No, this situation happened for us for a reason. 
And so now let's embrace this, this situation and see what we can get out of this. Right. Mm -hmm. So she learned how to change a tire. I learned how to keep my patience while teaching my daughter how to do something while they're screaming diesels going by me totally. on the road and shit, you know, but it's like that, that thing getting out of your own way. Yeah. Like this can be a stressful thing of like, That's where am I going to go thing. next? Where am I going to, totally. you know, where is this next building going to be for me? What, how am I going to develop my concept? you just know it's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? And you have that faith that, that and then and that's that intuition, that, mm -hmm. that muscle that we've strengthened to know that we're on the right path. We're doing the right things. Mm -hmm. We're around the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, we're making the right moves and, and doing it in a very pure way. Yeah. So there's almost no way that it can't work out, right. you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so true. Get out of our own way. Yeah. And I found this amazing realtor who's like, we did a manifestation meditation together. I had Dope. did a mandala. I have a I have an altar set up for the creation of this new space or uh -huh. you know. And so she and I can speak that language, you know. I love that. That's so great. <laughs> that's that's cool. You found like a real estate agent that's exactly. that's meeting you I where was you're like, at. Mm -hmm. This is perfect. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so she's out there looking. She's putting out the feelers. Hell she yeah. will check in with me and be like, Katya, I'm so sorry. I haven't found a space yet. And I'm like, Lori, we know how this works. Yep. yep. We both have intention. We're both looking. We're not just sitting here waiting for it to knock on our door. Uh -huh. We're doing the things. The universe knows what we need and want. Um, it's very clear. So it's just a matter of timing. Yep. I was like, you're doing, I see that you're doing everything and just check in with me and let me know what you're seeing out there. And we just went and looked at a space this morning. Oh, cool. Um, which is nice, but the parking situation's not good. Okay, yeah. And, and if I'm going to move out of downtown Kirkland, it better have parking. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, and if you want to grow that like, in-person exactly. business and making clients and, and stuff, yeah, totally. So there are like four dedicated spots with this space, just a real quick aside. Yeah. But there's nowhere around to park. Oh, Jesus. So if I have a class yeah. and I have 20 people, where where yeah. are they going to park? Everything Literally at the Safeway parking lot, like across. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah. So it's not optimal yeah so i'm like okay we're getting closer there you go There's lots of natural light it's definitely the right size yep now it's got to manifest some parking yep, yep. yeah <laughs> i'm like did you forget that part because right. that's really important <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure that was in the top five yeah, come on totally. come on spirits <laughs> i can ride my bike there but other people are not going to oh that's kind of cool <laughs> i could it's right on really close to where i live very cool i just live down here in juanita oh really close to you oh i, I was know like we were neighbors from here yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's even better because that means it's going to be even closer to where yeah, I'm at now. <laughs> it will be if it's in this area. We'll see. Oh, very cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, the so the, the questionnaire that I sent you, um, mm -hmm. you had answered one of these questions in like the most beautiful way I had ever heard. And uh, I asked you uh, topics around conversation and uh, you, uh, oh, <laughs> what's exciting you about life right now? The potential shift of consciousness in our planet, empowering people to take control of their own health and well-being. And I mean, we've talked about that at, at like a lot, but just mm -hmm. that concept in general, like it's just such a beautiful thing for a human to say, mm. you know, and, and that is that, that, that whole 1%, right? Mm -hmm. Cause it's, it's not an individualized thought. Mm -hmm. That is a thought for the consciousness of mm -hmm. humanity. Absolutely. And so, you know, we have, and if you can just think of like how strong that thought is, mm -hmm. just the concept of that thought. And if you have... 1% of 8 billion people thinking that one way. Like there's studies that, that have shown um, uh, meditation circles mm -hmm. yes. <clears throat> um, where I think it was in the 70s, uh, there was like a group of like, I think it was like a thousand people that meditated about world peace. Mm -hmm. And there was actually a statistic shown that 
uh, worldwide violence had actually dropped a significant percentage that year, not because we can't say because of, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's correlations between Mm -hmm. that. Right. And so, I mean, hell there's, we talked about close encounters of the fifth Mm -hmm. kind, the documentary Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And there are, uh, the fifth kind is where we start to reach out to aliens and have them contact Mm -hmm. us. And those are done through meditative circles that are, that they communicate that way. Totally. Right. Communicate in thought forms. Yeah. Yeah. They communicate, they re, they respond to our consciousness. Right. 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 And, and so, that they're benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. And they're wanting to help. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to, 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 and if they like, traveled here, there's a reason. Consciousness is a little bit ahead of ours. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. There's a, I, I, uh, I won't even paraphrase it. Uh, I'll just tell you to read it. Uh, there's a, there's a guy named Charles Eisenstein and, um, He's uh, he's got a bunch of books out, and the latest book that he wrote is called "The Beautiful Earth That I That We Know Can Exist," something like that. Ooh, I need to read that. It's beautiful, and at the very back of the book, there's a there's a, a story that he tells, and it's probably one of the most profound stories mm-hmm. I've ever read in my life, and it, it it gives me so much hope for humanity, and you know the the you know. Uh, not like a myth. I'd say it's a myth. You know, there's, you know, you could take factualness from it. You can say it's all bullshit, you know, but there's definitely like there's modicums of factfulness mm-hmm. that could be there, you know, within all the stories that we've created through religion and spirituality. But it, it just really is a, a really encompassing like, hey, there, the, here's, here's a, here's a vision of why we might be here. And, and some of the, the struggles that we're going through and the reason why we're going through mm. those struggles and how we can get through that shit. Mm. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. It's so beautiful. So yeah, check That's out awesome. that book. I'll leave, I'll leave the, the, uh, the, uh, a link in the show notes. Please do. But, yeah, uh, I would man. love to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, you know, that statement that you just read off and how I feel about being here now, I would mm. say that it's, it's the thing that gets me through. Yeah. Like I do believe I'm here to help with that shift. Otherwise, all this wouldn't be worth it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Like for myself as a soul, yes, <clears throat> my evolution, my personal evolution, but it's really about the collective. It is. Evolution. It is. And through the collective, we are, you know, our own personal evolution is happening, but it's this collective evolution. And, you know, like I mentioned the earth connection, like I have just a really strong, deep earth connection. Yeah. And and I see that the earth is a living being right she is also evolving yeah and that's why we can all collectively evolve at this time it's like on this planet she's provided this space for us to go through this experience right and to go through her own growth and process Mm -hmm. and so it's like that's what that's the thing that gets me through when i'm having a really hard time it's like oh but this isn't just about me you know yeah this is about all of us and this evolution that's happening so yeah, I mean, if I can impact people in some small way, but it's also like I do believe truly that when we do our own work mm-hmm. and we do evolve and grow in ourselves, we do energetically impact others and we energetically impact the field like we were talking about. I do believe that that is valuable mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, we show up in the ways that we're called to show up and that is enough. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, and it's uh, those those little ripple effects because... Mm-hmm. Just like you said, that that path that put you on, right? Mm-hmm. You've you've been on it since you were, you know, a child, mm-hmm. appreciating Mother Earth and all this stuff. 
not realizing the effects that have that that had an effect on me, mm-hmm. right? I would not be sitting here with you if I hadn't had that experience with you in your shop where you took the time to talk to me about my own personal well-being mm-hmm. and give me advice to to move on, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's lineage history that you've been working on for decades before we even met, right? Yeah. So it's like it's it's not even like a faith thing. It's, you know, you're doing the right thing for you. Right. And that not, that's not just a selfish right thing for me. That's not an egotistic Mm -hmm. thing, but that's like, you're doing what's right for you because you feel that intrinsically through humanity Mm -hmm. and that knowledge that you've been gaining, you never know when it's going to affect somebody, but here you go. It's affected me. Right. And it's affected Monica and it's affected now multiple people in my life because I've been able to share the knowledge you've given me with other people that I know. Right. With just the modicums of knowledge that you've given me. Right. You've had depth and depth of that knowledge. But, you know, through that, you know, that's been able to impact people in my life. Mm -hmm. So that knowledge that you have has now easily affected it probably at least two dozen people I can think of Mm -hmm. off the top of my head. And that's, my own personal right. experience with right. you in the one twelfth of a year that you that the 12 years that you've been open. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine how many people you've affected mm-hmm. and you've impacted from the knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you're living your truth. Mm-hmm. And when we live our truth, it's just, it's just, it's just going to make everything so much more beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. It's always really nice to hear that reflected back. Definitely. You know, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it right, you know. Right. It's it's a hard path, man. It yeah. is. It's a tough one, especially yeah. when it's not cultural norm. But Absolutely. you know, that's where we find our communities. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that we come keep coming back to that norm, community yeah. word. You know, yep. coming together. Yep. Definitely with a common vision, common goal. Whether it's different, it's different facets. Yeah. You know, Definitely. which I think is really beautiful too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. And, uh, and when you do get your new space, I'd love to come back and actually mm-hmm. maybe do a remote one from your space. Yeah. Get your fun. business partner in there. We'll talk about the EOS line, what you guys are working on. Yeah. Hopefully you got a lab and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? so, Fantastic. <clears throat> Thank you for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's been a we pleasure. We talked about so many wonderful things oh, <laughs> that are near and dear to my heart. So. Yes, yes. Definitely <laughs> filled my cup for the day. Yes, and uh, right. and thank you so much. Absolutely. I look forward to having you on again. Wonderful. All right. Forward we'll see you next time, guys. Well. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, love that conversation with Katya. If you have any questions about what we talked about, you can check out the show notes. Uh, if you uh, like the podcast, please subscribe to it in whatever platform you're listening to. And, uh, and if you like it, share it with a friend, man. Uh, I love sharing good conversations with cool people. So if you think this conversation is going to be impactful for somebody in their life, please send it on over to them. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Little Basin, see you all.